This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, Death! trans fat, Death! live nudes, Death! and derogatory comments about your mother. Death! Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say, I am Emperor. Celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids are going Cleveland rocks, Cleveland rocks. Jumping Jean Jean, Moody James Dean, going Cleveland rocks, Cleveland rocks. From the shores of to the banks of the mighty Cuyahoga River, live from the War Room, Cleveland, Ohio, USA. This is the Emperor Court here on Versa World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I am your host, Emperor, joined solo by Varyar. Happy to be here. How are you, sir? I'm good. Getting uh, getting all moved into the house, so, you know, tired, but good. How is the new house? Um, That's pretty much been what you've been doing this entire past week. Uh, yeah, for the last week, it's been work, sleep, work on the house. Um, it's going real well. Uh, a couple little things that, you know, Projects and stuff. I've got a whole long list. Most of them are optional. A couple of them I got to get done. Little uh, optional. Well, not optional. If I ignore them, I'm good. Yeah. Well, little things like paint this or redo this. You know. Um. You know. I want to reline the. uh, There's a old. It's actually kind of funny. Um. The guy that owned the house before us got one of those wooden children's home jungle gym swing set fort things. You know. Uh, You're using that for yourself now. Well, no, it's all destroyed because oh. he didn't want it for children. He had two pheasants, and he turned the bottom of it into a cage for his pheasants. Okay, we're, we're talking pheasants. We're talking about the bird. The bird, That we yes. try to shoot and eat. Right. He had okay. two of them, a male and a female, and he kept them there until he got evicted from the house because it was a foreclosure home. Uh, but apparently, pheasants. So I'm going to cut that up and use it for mostly firewood, but the 4 by 4s I want to use to reline the driveway. And, okay. uh, you know, just get things. So little things like that that I don't have to do right away, I'll get to them. I'd be careful before you but. burn that wood. That might be treated wood. I mean, if it's specifically for that, it might be uh, treated to keep water out, in which case it's toxic if it burns. Yes, but it burns oh so much better. Okay. All burns right. bright and hot. <laughs> so I'm yeah. a little scared, folks. A little bit of pyro in him, I think. Oh, I've used gasoline to start fires. <laughs> treated wood's nothing. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Yeah. So that is what has been preoccupying you this week is the house move. Pretty much, yeah, just uh, getting everyone in. Because there's three of us, so my brother and my friend both moved in this week, so it's been kind of a balancing act between taking care of things around the house that need done, that we need to get going so that we can live there, and getting their stuff moved in. But yeah, pretty much done now. So have you done any gaming lately? Have you got uh, internet access to the house? Or? Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> please. Okay. I had them come set that up before I moved in. <laughs> 
as far just as I'm like concerned, here, I had the, I had yeah. the internet wired in this place a month and a half before I actually moved in to live here. Nice. I wanted it yeah. here the day we moved in. By oh, now. exactly. Yes. Uh, I was pissed because the guy had to come back out the day I moved in. The guy had to come back out and fix something. I don't know, something like spazzed out or whatever, and he had to come back. But, I mean, I got on the phone with him. I'm like, listen, you're going to be here today because I'm in a house. Internet is an essential. It's like heat <laughs> and light. I have to have it, you know, so. Sounds like an addiction. Uh, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I have started gaming on the Xbox. Um, me and my buddy went back to Modern Warfare 2 for a little, you know, taking it back because Black Ops is just boring now. But, um, so is Modern Warfare too. I got news for you. So is Halo. Well, yeah, they all it's the are. the same thing. They all are, but switching it up a little bit helps. Um, I've been playing Mass Effect yeah. and Assassin's Creed on my own time. Okay. Um, love both those games. Love both on franchises. I've so been playing something else on somebody else's time then. Well, like when he when they're asleep because I stay up till four in the morning. Oh, I see. You know, so they'll go to bed at like midnight and I'll just keep playing. Man, I miss those days when I used but. to stay up till like four in the morning. TF2 Pyro. You were reminded of the Pyro? I don't know uh, why. Apparently. I would love a flamethrower. That'd be awesome. By the way, the French toast is phenomenal. Outstanding. See, Edge was mentioning he started to do the lack of French toast. It was good French toast, if anyone cared. I don't know if anybody does, but uh, speaking of TF2, apparently it's free to play now. Really? Team Fortress 2, yes. As of this past week, Valve decided to make it free to play for everybody. I didn't know that. I did not know either, but I'm guessing because they're making so much money off of the hats you can buy, right. off the microtransactions, they just said, eh, screw it, let everybody play it for free. They also came out with Meet the Medic. So, I don't know if you've ever watched the trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, they finally came out with Meet the Medic. So, there's only one left to go, which is the Pyro. I don't know why it's taken them so long to get the Medic done, but it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty funny. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. I will show it. you during our break. Awesome. Yeah. Let's go to break. Nice. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Um, but, yeah, that's... Uh, I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, if they're making money off the hats to make the game free, because, I mean, at this point, how much were they charging for it? You, I don't know. I see. I've got a real problem with microtransactions, with buying stuff in game. I refuse to do it. Like um, <clears throat> World of Warcraft, uh, which I'm back into. We'll get to a little later on. It has a bunch of stuff on there, like uh, a special mount that you can buy, a flying mount, or a couple that you can drop twenty five bucks on. Right. All right. I got a real problem with that. Uh, I don't see a reason why you should drop more money in a game you're already paying to play. Now, I guess in Valve's point of view, they're looking at it saying, all right, now the game is free. Now, it wasn't for me because right. I bought the orange box. Right. And yeah, so did it. I. But they're saying, all right, if we can you know, let anybody play for free, obviously we can make money on the hats. I guess it's an aesthetic thing that doesn't do anything for your character in game. It doesn't give you any kind of advantage. It doesn't give you any kind of uh, you know, one-up on your opponent. So I, I guess I just don't see the reason to dump the money in this. Well, I, I definitely agree. And, like, you'll never see me going and buying something like that in-game. because if Nor I. I nor right. I. I mean, if it affects the game, then maybe we'll talk, and then I'd be a little annoyed about it. I'd be in, you know, kind of the same boat where it annoyed me because okay. if it changed... Look, I paid for the game. I should get everything I need to play the game with that purchase. And that's it. If it's an <clears throat> aesthetic thing, though, if all it is is you can drop an extra five bucks or whatever to, right. change your, to change how your character looks, if people want to do that and Valve's making money, God bless them. Feel free. Because I don't have to. Now, if it was something where I had to pay for something that actually changes the game, where it's like, you know, like you spend War $20 did. or you're <clears throat> absolutely screwed because the people who spent $20 are just going to cornhole you all night, you know, then, then yeah, there's a problem with that. But if, it's, if people are stupid enough to want to drop money on that stuff or, you know, or if that's something they care about, 
feel free. Lincoln says, is this going to lead into the Eve riot? Uh, We'll get to that a little later on. I I believe I have an article on that. But, you know, take I mean, you take like uh, Empire Total War or Napoleon Total War, where you can drop five or eight bucks and you get a whole bunch of new units. All right. The difference being, God, I got something in my throat again. This is like the second week in a row. It's really annoying. I've, I've been fine all day until now. But... Stage fright. In the, yeah, that's it. I just pissed myself. <laughs> Anyways, in the game, what you do is you buy, and it gives you eight exclusive elite units. Okay. Well, it's not just guys in awesome uniforms. They actually give you an advantage over your opponent if you're willing to pay extra. Now, in the generic game, in the vanilla game you buy, you do get units almost of about equivalent quality. Okay. okay? Right. But you're limited to how many you get. So let's say you get, uh, you know, maybe you get the Polish Red Lancers, Napoleon's Imperial Guard Lancers. Or right. you get... You know, there's the Spanish guerrillas in the Spanish campaign. You're getting an item that you're paying for that is going to give you some kind of, of advantage, uh, a force multiplier, if you will, when you're in campaign. That's a little different than... What the hell is that? Okay. Uh, it's actually giving you an advantage over your opponent as opposed to something that just looks kind of cool. Now, okay, you, cool, you, I got a halo over my head. You know, I paid three bucks for it. I got a top head on my... You know, demo man. Now, when you were talking, you said campaign. Did you mean multiplier or both. okay, both, both, both in game oh. and in multiplayer? See, in in campaign, again, I have no problem with it because it doesn't affect me. I can still win the game without them. Okay, you know, multiplayer, I can see a problem with that. I mean, again, to one extent, it's well, you're willing to pay for more, you can have more. I'm a big right. believer in that type of system. But on the other hand, I don't know. I guess thinking about it, it would depend on how much of a difference they make. I mean, by buying these units, are you absolutely curb-stomping anyone who doesn't have them? Because if then... We're curb-stomping people because they are bad. Well, that's, uh, that's we different. We win by coordination. I mean, there are units in-game. There are guard units, and there's heavy cavalry and what have you, in-game, that, it, like I said, is almost of the same quality right. as the ones you can buy. And, I mean, there is a bit of an aesthetic value to it. Now, as a history buff, I kind of like it because these are our storied units. Rogers Rangers... Um, you know, Sharps Rifles, things like that. Nice. Okay. Yeah, okay. The HMS Victory, the U.S. Constitution. And these are all, like, what, a buck a piece, two bucks a piece? Well, or... some of these actually came if you bought the, uh, and this is uh, a debate from, from a while ago that, that uh, Highlander and I had, but uh, who is not here tonight, he's got to work. It was a last-minute cancellation, so I know it sucks, but Voyager's here, so let's go. Uh, if you bought the Collector's Edition, you got an extra unit. You know, if you bought, uh, back when Empire came out, you got seven extra units, land units, and you got the HMS Victory. All right? I went and bought it from Best Buy, and their exclusive was the U.S.'s Constitution. And you got the HMS Victory, so I got both. But, yeah, the they call them micro-patches. And you drop, like, five bucks or eight bucks, and it gives you six or seven or eight different units, uh, maybe an extra campaign, single-player campaign, that kind of thing. Uh, it's, in, it's interesting, because as we've been talking, I've kind of been revising my position. Um, just because I hadn't really thought about it before. But if you think about it, a lot of these, you know, collector's editions or, you know, Bulletstorm's Epic Edition, you know, right. a lot of games, if you pre-order, you get something special. Yes. If you get the special Super Secret Edition, you get a couple extra things. So it's nothing really that new. That's the way um, things are going, though. I mean, it, it's a trend that you're starting to see. And I, I call it the Gunbound Effect because that's the first game I played where I saw it. I don't know if you ever played Gunbound. No. Gunbound was, with a, I believe it's a Korean game. And what it is, it's, it's kind of like, do you ever play Worms? Yes. Okay, it's the same thing. We have a bunch of little tanks, and you have angles of fire, and you shoot, you know, you lob shells back and forth to kill Oh, okay, each yeah. You can earn in-game, you know, currency to then spend stuff on your avatar. They have Napoleon set. It's kind of funny. Dress my guy as Napoleon. Uh, 
and it gives you bonuses in game. Or you can say, screw that. I'll spend real money to buy characters, you know, stuff in my avatar, which makes me faster, stronger, shoot farther, etc. Right. So, and and that's where they tried making their money because the game was free to download and play. They made money off the microtransactions. That's where they got that. Gotcha. From. Well, it's it, I mean, a lot of the uh, the phone app games they do the same thing. It's only a dollar to download the game, but it's five bucks for this, two bucks for that. So first one's free, the next one will cost you. Right. Okay. Exactly. Um, but I mean, Sleepy AM. I don't think that microtransactions will stop there. They will slowly cause a greater impact in the gameplay, and people could become eased into it. To an extent, I agree. Uh, right. But. I'm fine with it as long as it hits a ceiling and stops there. If it's, but I don't think it's going well, to. I think we're just seeing the start of this. I, I agree, and that's where I'd see the problem. Because okay. if I buy a game for 50 bucks, if I shell out 50, 60 bucks for a game right when it comes out, and then two months later I've got to drop 20 more dollars or I'm all of a sudden not competitive at all, then I'm going to be pissed. But and I can if, understand why, yeah. You know, if it's you know, maybe two, three months down the road, they, you know, it's 5 or 10 bucks or whatever, even 20 bucks for a couple new units, they might be a little bit better, they're cool, they have you know, a kind of a story behind them. That's different because I'm, I mean, arrogant, but I can probably still win even if you have a little bit extra. So, again, I think it, de- I think it depends on the degree to which it changes the game. I think that's why I said it's a force multiplier because you have, if you put it in the hands of somebody who's competent, like... Me, Desperado, Mechahawk, you know, those of us who play the Total War games as a three- or two-man team, we never lose. I mean, it's a rare occasion in any of the right. Total War games because we understand the game at its fundamental you know, basics. Most people don't. They try playing it as a normal RTS where you just rush across the field and you die. Bottom well, yeah. line, if I've got a grand battery of cannons sitting on top of a hill and you want to run across the field, then by God, I'm going to let you. And they bitch right. and complain, well, you're not moving. You're going to sit there. You're damn right. I got the high ground, bitch. Exactly. You're the kill box. You come and get me. Right. No, it's I... the same thing. If you have a couple of elite units in the hands of somebody who knows what they're doing, that's just going to make them that much more effective. So my point of view is, is it's kind of like steroids in sports. Yeah, it'll make you hit it stronger, but you still got to hit the baseball. Right. It's the same thing here. Yeah, it'll make your army stronger, but you still got to use them right. If you're marching your guys into my canister, it ain't going to make a lick of difference because there's still so much you know, raw meat. Right. Well, and I completely agree. I mean, it's the same thing back when uh, you and I were playing the Total War series a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. You know, it was the same exact thing. We'd actually, we'd be on our little headsets and we'd be talking, yes. you know, and there's the hey, difference. look, get your cavalry to flank left. I'll sit up here. I got my guns on the high ground. Bring your infantry, blah, blah, blah. And these morons are all pissed off because we're actually, you know, right. why don't we all meet in the middle and just shoot at each other? Because I'm not a retard. <laughs> And I don't want to lose that fight. You know, I that's just dumb. That's like flipping a an IQ or a 50. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I mean, so I, I agree. Uh, but I do think there has to be a certain point. I think there's going to be a certain point where if they stop there and keep it basically what it is, where it's mainly aesthetics, maybe a small advantage that you can get, okay. maybe a little bit of help, just, you know, that little bit extra that might put you over the edge. I don't have a problem with that. But... I, you know, again, just to go back to what uh, Sleepy AM said, I think if it goes too far, then you're going to see a problem and you, you're going to see a backlash because people like me, like I said, if I shell out 60 bucks and then two months later I have to keep spending money to stay right. in the game, I'm going to get pissed real fast. And that's not something where I'm going to just put down the game. That's where that developer is going to get blacklisted in my head. Right. I'm, I'm just going to be done. And it's different than buying an expansion where you get a whole bunch. And somebody's asking about expansions. No, that's a little different than... If I buy an expansion, that means everybody has the option to buy an addition to the game, which gives you you know brand new units, brand new campaign. Because StarCraft 
has the next one coming out, which is the uh, it's it's the Heart of the Swarm, I think it's called, where it's the Zerg add-on, the Zerg patch. Right. You can keep playing StarCraft two, and that's fine. If I go out and buy the expansion pack, then I have bought a, a whole new game essentially. Right. And if it has units in there that give me an advantage, well, that's on you. Look, you know, I don't hear, you know, the Taliban bitching complaining because the United States has, you know, smart bombs and they've got a stick. Well, I, it's the same thing. They they probably do, just we don't okay. get to hear about it because that smart bomb goes off and ends the conversation. But okay, I don't hear anybody complaining on, on anybody's end saying, you know, I didn't hear the Germans complaining when we rolled in there with a million men and they've got like 100,000 in World War II. It's the same thing. Look, so whoever spends the most money in most times wins. It's the same in games as anything else. It's fine. Again, you, my thinking on this is kind of evolving as we're talking, and you could make the argument, just to play devil's advocate, that these new units are kind of like mini expansions. You know, the well, one that's the, how Total War tried. I mean, that's how Creative Assembly um, uh, packaged it and said, right. Well, these are like mini patches. Well, you're the, just buying them. You don't have to buy them to continue right. to play. But the big difference I see you could make there, the argument I see you could make there, is like just to use an easily recognizable example for everyone: original StarCraft. And then Brood War came out. Right. All right. If you still had original StarCraft, you're still playing against original StarCraft, StarCraft players. players yes. It's not like some guy could bring in Zerg lurkers and play against you when you've got only, you know, original equipment. So that would be the, the argument you could make. And I can see both sides of it, which, you know, doesn't make for a great opinion. But at the same time... Well, no, it does because I'm playing a little bit of a devil's advocate because I, I know when we had this exact same conversation, I came down on the side of allowing people to have all of these extra units, the these add-on units, is skewing the way the game's played because you know, it's hard. If I've got the HMS Victory, that gives me a huge advantage in a naval battle. Oh, yeah. If I've got the Constitution, it's the same thing. Right. You can build ships of the line of the same quality, but, I mean, the stats aren't quite there. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I would say I can understand where people are getting you know upset when they're fighting against units that are fundamentally better than theirs, only because somebody went and bought the collector's, collector's edition, or they went right. and bought the microtransaction. Right, well, but on the other hand, getting... That's a hard and See, tricky problem to solve, because if you if you take those microtransactions and you make them like an expansion where you can only play other people with them, well, then what the hell was the point? Right. You know, you bought them to get an advantage. Because now you just made your the, playing audience that much smaller because it's very niche. Right. You want, yeah, I mean, and, well, and beyond that, you bought those units, you spent the money... Maybe because you like the historical context, but probably because you wanted that little bit of extra that they give you. Sure. Well, now if you're only allowed to play with people who have them, well, what the hell was the point in buying them? When Oris says, what game are we talking about? Uh, just games in general. We started off talking about uh, Team Fortress 2. Now we're talking about Total War. I mean, there's a lot of games that, I mean, World of Warcraft offers you aesthetic stuff that you can go and buy. You can buy, you know, an in-game pet that just follows you around. One of those, you know, aesthetic pets, those cosmetic pets that don't do anything. That's what really doesn't get me. Why the fuck would you buy uh, 25 bucks for some kind of, like, stupid pet uh, flower that follows you around? It doesn't do anything. It's just there. Right. Is your status tied into the fact that you've got a pet? It's the same thing with, with you know, Team Fortress. You're going to spend money on what kind of hat? you're. Look, you can't even see your character. It's a first-person point of view. I, I You don't even know what hat you're wearing. Well, I get it, but I agree completely. I will never buy any of that no, stuff. No, I won't you will never ca- You will never catch me buying a hat for Team Fortress 2. You'll never catch me buying one of those things in World of Warcraft. Right. You'll, I won't spend money on something that doesn't change it for me because I don't care. But there are people who do. And Clearly. Again, if, if Blizzard wants to put it out there and make money and there are people who are willing to spend the money to get it just to personalize their stuff, again, God love them. 
You know, I, I oh, have no it's problem. Been shown, with them. It's been proven that Blizzard's willing to hoard themselves out for everything. And I, and I, I, I really try not to come down on Blizzard because I am enjoying my time in World of Warcraft. I really am, which I did not think I was going to enjoy this much. Yeah. Uh, nice to be back. It is. I mean, to a degree. I, I like actually getting some progress. Last night we got my core hound, so I guess you can actually tame one now, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So we broke into the molten core a couple nights ago and got uh, a core hound for my hunter. And we went and got four mounts out of uh, Anchorage, which I have never been in uh, AQ40. And then last night we, uh, what the hell did we do? We did a couple dungeon runs through, we just went like a power run through uh, Skrullet Monastery and Stratholme. Oh, that's cool. So I was running with like Bevo and Shriggs a couple others, and they're just like plowing through stuff. It, it, it was funny. I'm just collecting all the clubs and trying to get my tailoring up for my hunter. Right. I think to myself, Jesus Christ, it, this is this is amazing how fast you're just blowing through these dungeons. Yeah. You know, and I'm really enjoying some of the stuff that I'm doing. So it's that, and you know, I got to think, uh, was it Gordon at Blizzard? I hate to give. I'm going to give him props two weeks in a row. Who got me my uh, polar bear? You, yeah. Were you listening to that part yeah. of the show last week? Okay, so you know about it. Yeah. I'll have to show you the stupid polar bear later. It is right. retarded looking, but I've got it. This thing with uh, it's got the little flag, yeah. doohickey guy. I, the reason I want it is because there's the achievement in game, and that's another thing I hate is achievements. I don't give a fuck about achievements unless it gives you something. Right. Now, you talk about aesthetics. I will go after an aesthetic if it's free. I don't care about putting the time in the game if it's free because it's, it's still part of the experience. Right. I don't want to pay for it. There is a thing in the game that if you get 50 mounts, and I'm all about the rides, all right, it'll give you like an albino drake, which is this, a different kind of flying mount, which looks better than the retarded gay-ass one I've got now. Okay. So I'm like, it's, I want to say I'm at 42 mounts, so I'm almost there. Yeah. With the polar bear, which is one extra that most people don't have, just makes my job easier. I, I'm. It's funny because you guys keep talking about it. You know, when I'm here and you know when I'm listening because I'm not. You guys are talking about World of Warcraft, and it's just amazing all the little changes. Because back back in the day Tons when I was changes. first playing, and I mean this is way back when, um, the idea of owning 42 mounts, you're just like, how much gold is that going to? I was having to buy holy one. Shit, right? I mean, know? I dropped the five grand and bought my epic flying mount. Right. Like as soon as I hit 70, I was ecstatic. I was one of the few on the server that had it. Yeah. Now. There's 100 mounts in the game. Most people have 20, 30, 40, 50 different mounts without even trying. That's crazy. But you can buy your mounts now for 8 gold. 80 gold is the most expensive mount, faction mount I've seen. And I went to Dalaran. They had like uh, an armored flying mount for like 1,900 gold. That's it. The most expensive one I've seen, it's a three-person mount. It's a giant mammoth. You can drop 16 what? grand on. Three-person mount? Yes. You have one that drives and you have two passengers. Huh. Yeah, Shriggs has a rocket, a Goblin rocket that he got because a uh, friend of his signed up for it, gave him credit. So we got a two-person rocket. So he gets to fly around, he has a passenger. That's cool. I yeah. didn't know they were doing that. Yeah, I, I just found that a little while ago, so that was kind of cool. Lenora asked, um, would I recommend Medieval, Medieval Total War 2 for a new player? Uh, do you like the Pope? That's what it comes <laughs> down to in that game. Hey, Bazile's here, the Master Queef. He spelled master wrong. M-A-S-Y-E-R, Queef, Macer. He's got 47 mounts on his main. You know, if I include your mother, I got 43. Oh! hey -oh. But she's not epic. Uh, having said that, uh, I would go with Rome Total War before I go with Medieval. I don't know about you, Voyeur. I, I liked Rome a lot. I really enjoyed that game. I really liked Rome. I was heavily addicted to me Medieval 2. Really? I mean, I hated the Pope, but that's why I hired Assassins. 
So I, I did the same. Thing. I mean, I, I said to say that the Catholic I am, but I, yeah, I, I whacked. I the Pope had swarms just sitting in Italy, and as soon as he did something yep. to piss me off, oh, you're dead. You whack him until one of your factions elected. Yeah, same. exactly, <laughs> exactly. That was the only reason to cre- keep uh, making priests was that so that I could get Pope. My only complaint with medieval Total War was all the factions were pretty much clones of each other. They were, yeah. That was my that was my big bitch. Whereas in Rome, you have such a wide variety. You've got the four Roman factions. You got Carthage, which is completely different. You got the Greeks, which are completely different. Then you got bar- the barbarians. Right. Uh, to me, there was a great diversity in the way the game is played. And in Medieval Total War, I really stomped through it in the single player. I never really had a challenge. Even when the Mongols showed up, I was so strong by that point, I didn't care. I was the same way. But it was still, see, for me, it was still fun just to, I mean, just beat the shit out of the rest of the world. You know, it was one of those games that took long enough to play that it ate up time. And, oh. you know, it, I'd sit there and just play, and, you know, it would take me a couple weeks to play through a full campaign, you know, a month to play through a full campaign. And, again, yeah, they'd show up, and, you know, and then it's just attrition, basically, between me and the Mongols, you know. And then the Timur would show up with their... Right. I mean, their cannons on the back of elephants. Brilliant! I don't know why I didn't <laughs> think of it. No, Winora says, I'm sorry, no, Amp, I need to know which game would be better to, for someone who's played Medieval 2. I would go with Napoleon Total War because the mechanics are the same as far as moving guys, but the entire dynamic is different because everything is ranged. Your cavalry is not near as uh, strong as it is in the in the older in the ancient games. Uh, artillery is a lot different. That's me. Avariar, what do you suggest? It doesn't have oh, to be a Total I, War game, but well, if we're sticking with Total War, then I definitely agree. Uh, Napoleon adds an entirely new dynamic to it, like. Like you said, all the controls, pretty much the same. The overlay, pretty close. You know, but with the units and the time period being completely different, you know, like you were saying, ca- cavalry's a lot less powerful. In yes. the old game, basically, your strategy was form your infantry in a line, Yep. have your artillery over here, you right. know, soften them up with those guys, cavalry and wedge formation, and break them up, through. run them out. You know, and, and that worked 90% of the time. You know, Napoleon, entirely different. You you can't do that. You can still soften up your enemy with artillery, and you should. Oh, yeah, it's, always. It's all combined arms. Never sending cavalry without infantry support. But in the Napoleonic era, your meat and potatoes is your infantry. Right. Your cavalry is mainly for harassing the flanks, mainly running down guys who, who are broken, offsetting enemy cavalry, maybe making a run at their artillery. But by and large, the, the day of shot cavalry is kind of gone because everyone's got a bayonet, everyone's got a, a musket. So well, and the rate of fire had gotten to the point where... Right. You shoot the horse, and that's it. Right. I mean, that's not to say that, you know, Kerasses, you know, the old guard, minor grenadiers, there are heavy cavalry out there that do have a very good charge bonus, but you really got to hit somebody who's not in square. Hit him on the flank, hit him in the rear. You know, you're going to take some casualties, but you'll probably break one or two, you know, regiments. Right. Like, you're right. It's not everybody go in the wedge formation and run your, you know... Cataphracts up the middle and just break everybody. Right. It doesn't work that way. Whereas in Medieval 2, that was a perfectly viable strategy, <laughs> and it worked almost always. As long as you softened them up enough yep. with your infantry and your artillery, you hit them with the cavalry, charge, hit, run away. Everybody breaks. Infantry goes in, cavalry hits them from behind. Thanks for playing. That's Next. all she wrote. Yeah, exactly. The hardware requirements for Napoleon are pretty steep. Actually, it's, there's a lot of color involved because it's a very colorful period. So I would have a stronger-than-average computer, not to mention there's a hell of a lot of units on the field. Because everybody, keep in mind, too, think of it as having uh, 6,000 units on the field that are all archers because they're all shooting. 
as opposed to where in Napoleon you have one or two or three units that shot arrows. So, manly stuff. There are realism mods for pretty much all of them. That's right. There's like total, was a total war, or a, a Rome total war realism or something like that, where somebody remodded them and made them a little more realistic as opposed to some units being, you know, super strong for some reason and, well, I mean, like the bodyguard units in Medieval 2, where there's 30 horsemen in a wedge sitting in the middle die. of yeah. 4,000, you know, uh, swordsmen or pikemen or whatever. It doesn't matter as long as they're in the middle of them. And you know, you, they're killing guys like seven or eight to one. Right. You know, and they're just, and your king or whatever. He's apparently freaking invulnerable. And he can, it takes like 400 guys to bring him down. So, yeah. I always like hit him with a onager, with a catapult. Oh, yeah? I was telling people a bitch. Oh, you can you be catapults. Catapults suck. It takes no skill to use them. And I like lob a rock, and it lands on their <laughs> commanding unit and kills them right off the bat. Right. Uh, we had that several times where the game just starts, and they've got all their men deployed so far forward that they're actually within catapult range. No, and dumb. we're just launching flaming boulders at them. They just land right on the commanding unit. Start. They quit. I mean, they'll just they'll get up. They'll right talk shit for like two minutes and then quit. It it always amazed me how many people in those games. The whole point of the Total War series, the whole point of it is relative realism. You know, yes. to, uh, realism. It's a combat simulator. Right. That's the entire idea. And just idiotic, not taking into account terrain, no tactics, just everyone charge. I mean, I can't tell you how many games I'd win on, uh, you know, one of the maps where there's a bridge, and that's the only way across. Yes, the bri- I hate those maps. I would just line up behind the bridge, and I'd sit there, and after about two minutes, they're like, oh, this is gay, I'll charge. And right. me and my longbowmen are just shredding them, because me and archers are best friends. In Medieval 2, I mean, I'd have three or four infantry units to screen everything else. Archers. Archers, crossbowmen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks Scott, for playing. You're going to get the French shredded. had some really good ones. Uh, the English had the longbowmen, which were evil. The French had the Scots guards. Those were pretty pretty wicked crossbowmen. So yeah. Anyways, real quick, folks, I forgot. Here's the info on how you can get in the conversation. Here's how you can get in touch with the guys. Send an email to them at emperor1g at cox.net or join us in IRC at irc.quakenet.org in channel VTW. Yes, folks, send emails. I like your emails read on the show. Uh, we have several for the mailbag this, this week, but it's uh, emperor1g at cox.net, cox.net. Send those in. We'll get to the mailbag towards the end of the second hour. So as always, thank you, left. Uh, let's see. We have a whole bunch of stuff to get to tonight. It's already actually, almost 7 o'clock. But, right. Actually, yeah. real quick, before we switch sure. over to the next topic, sure. what did you think of Empire, specifically the adding of the naval component? Um, because, you know, previously it had always been basically, you know, auto- Yes. Fight. I loved it, except for the fact that it was like playing on playing in molasses. It was so slow. If they well, could speed up so the naval, was naval combat. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Naval combat. Well, at I, I'm that saying time, in, in real life, so sure, was naval combat. But if it was real life, then I'd go sign well, up for the Navy and go that. do that. Right. In a game, I would right. like it to end within an hour at the least, and a lot of them didn't. I, I would prefer them to speed up the game. Once I got the machine like this one, like the Whopper 2 here, playing naval was a lot easier because the graphics I could handle a lot more, especially right. the graphics that I like, which is you know, pretty dialed up. Empire in general was disappointing to me because they, the balancing was not done. It had a lot of bugs and errors, and Crave Assembly blew it off and said, you know, we'll just make it right when we do Napoleon. And a lot of people bought Empire saying, wait a minute, why, why do we have to go through this nonsense and buy, oh. you know, drop another 40 bucks for a new game? Yeah, I was one of those people. Right, so was my father. So was I. Right. 
I went and bought it anyways because it was Napoleon. It was an okay game. It was good. Right. Just like a sucker, I bought uh, Shogun, which was an absolute abortion of a game, and I will never buy another Total War game. Because don't of, buy Shogun. Um, yeah, you've already talked me yes. out of that. Yeah, don't. That's a waste of time. Manly stuff. Naval Combat is fun, but too arcade-like. It's too fast. Well, we can't be talking about the same game, dude, because yeah, this is not fast. No. I mean, they... I I enjoyed Empire. I think there were definitely there were definitely a lot of problems that took away from it for me, but I did enjoy... I enjoyed the game. Yes. Um, and, but, yeah, I don't... Naval Combat, in that, I don't think you could call that fast by any stretch of the no. imagination. And that, to me, is what made it less enjoyable. Only because it was so slow. And a lot of the problem is playing online. People either didn't have computers that could run it. They didn't have connections that could handle it. So you had people lagging, people disconnecting. Right. And it's the same with anything else, but it just seemed in land combat, at least the games seemed to uh, go off without a hitch a lot more Most often. Most of the time. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to the Navy. That was my big complaint. See, the, the redeeming feature for me with the naval component was, again, people not realizing that throwing your ships in a giant gaggle and throwing them at me is a bad idea. Well, that's the other thing, too, is people don't Hilarious. understand... They, they understand naval tactics. They don't understand going in line, you know, crossing right. the T, so that's beyond a lot of them. Oh, I know. So, it was... It was They'd, you know, make their little cluster ships, send them at me, yeah. I'd be looking for the weather gauge, I'd go upwind, and then just two columns, thanks for playing, first ship, ships of the line, chain shot, it. mass down... Massacre. The other thing that, that really sucked was the rocket ships. Everybody made rocket ships, which were overpowered and they were broken. Right. They'd sit way back to the edge of the map and just shell you with rockets. And there wasn't anything you can do about it. You know, your your ship catches on fire, it reaches the magazine, you explode, there goes your flagship. Right. You know. I agree. I, like I said, I definitely Orient. agree there were, you know, bugs and balance issues, but which annoys me because... It, if they had fixed that stuff, if it had been ready to go, I just feel like it would have been such a better game. It would have been, I don't know, received well enough that it could have been much bigger than it was. I mean, basically, Empire stood on the Total War name. That was it. Really, did. that was how that was how it happened. It was the most requested period of time that that Creative Assembly had received since they became a company. Right, was to do, you know, that. A war of the Austrian succession, Napoleonic Wars type of thing. Mm -hmm. Civil War being the next one, but they're not going to do Civil War. It wouldn't make any sense. No. It's all, I mean, you can't just have two factions because that's, you know, most people won't play it. Right. To be honest, I'm not really sure where they go from here. Um, I'm not really sure how we got in Total War exclusively, but what the hell is this for here? What time period that they haven't done, or would you like to see them redo, uh, Varyar, if you had to choose? That's the thing. I mean, they've covered. Most of the ones that I'd be interested in, um, I, again, you know, I would like if they would go back because that empire, you know, the American Revolution, like you said, War of Austrian Succession, those that would be my personal favorite. That would be the one I would love for them to get right. And they were so close with empire. But, you know, the bugs, the problems, you know, again, the balance with the rocket ships and, you know, all of that. Um it would be awesome if they could make it right, but at the same time, they've already done it, so they won't. Well, I mean, they, in, they did Medieval Total War Two. They did Rome. Uh, I'm sorry, they are working on Rome Total War Two. I thought. Are they? I had heard rumor to that effect. Well, if they're doing twos for everything else, I'd love to see yeah. them fix Empire. Because I mean, they did that Shogun would, Total War Two. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, that Empire. would be if they could fix that. Would be my personal request. I just see. I was thinking about a more modern one, 
None left with it. a World War One or World War Two, but it wouldn't you work. You can't. Right. No. I mean, it would basically turn into every other RTS. You'd have tanks and you'd have planes and machine guns and you just can't. It just wouldn't work. Now, I had thought about this. What if they go in a completely different direction? What if they just go fantasy? That, so, you know, there's enough mods that they're like Lord of the Rings, or you could do something along those lines. Right. That, I could see how it would work. I think the only problem there is the level of detail that Creative Assembly supposedly goes for. You know, right. they don't always pull it off, but for the most part, they're going for a very detailed, very intricate um, world. You know, with history, you've got all of that to draw on, which I think makes that job a little bit easier. Whereas when you're looking at fantasy... I mean, you've either got to adopt someone else's universe, or you have to create an entirely new one just for your game. Which isn't hard. I mean, it's pretty much, you got orcs, you got elves, you got dwarves, you got humans. Everybody's done it. It's well, like, that's, you know, there's no originality there. That's kind of my point. Everyone's done it, so why am I going to buy that game if all it is is Napoleon Total War with orcs and elves? You know, now, no, if, I mean, there is that. That's if, if they want to change it up and they want to make their own entire new world, you know, all sorts of new crazy stuff, all right, then we'll talk. But, you know, I don't know if I'm going to buy Warcraft 3 with a turn-based component. I, I just don't know if that's something I'm going to be interested in. Um, and I can see a lot of gamers maybe having the same problem. See, mainly stuff brings up exactly where I was going to go. He says, what about one base in China? I would like, if I was to pick one, a Romance of the Three Kingdoms era Chinese game. That would be cool. Where you could actually do it, not necessarily the Three Kingdoms, although you could have a scenario about that, but prior you had about 20 different factions going on with 20 different warlords all fighting for, you know, the throne of China. To me, that would be, you know, right up their alley. They've already done Japan. They've done, you know, Europe to death. Right. Why not do that one? I hadn't even thought about that. I've been kind of thinking mainly in terms of Western Civ, but, yeah, that could be very cool, actually. There's enough people out there that are familiar with the genre having played the Romance of Three Kingdoms War game as well as Dynasty Warriors. Now, how close they do it to, to the books and to the history, I don't know. Knowing Total uh, Creative Assembly, they would probably go by the books and go by the historical uh, part of it, which to me is very intriguing. No, the I, history of yeah. it is, is Godzilla Ultimate Weapon. Yeah, that's Japan. Fail. Swing and a miss. Manly stuff. There's a lot of history people don't even know about. Right, however... That is kind of, you also have to remember, from a marketing standpoint, if you go to like India, the Middle East, or even Africa, like he's mentioning, and there were plenty of, of empires in those areas, I don't know that the units that they use are going to be all that very you know, diversified or very intriguing. Not to mention, you've got to remember, you cater to your audience. If the majority of people have never heard of you know, the, the Peloponnesian Mayor, War. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, that's in Greece. So well, people will have known that one more than, say, you know, the Magyar Empire in India or... You know, the God Empire in Africa. They're like, I don't know who these people are, and I have no interest in doing this. You know, is everybody ringing around with spears and arrows? There was no heavy infantry or heavy cavalry, that kind of thing, which we're all kind of used to. Well, and I think that would be the danger of going too far back. And, and that's Just, why somebody said, well, what about going, you know, B.C. prior to Rome? Well, they did that with Alexander, and it flopped. Hmm. Now, it could be because it was just a, a poor mod, but... If you go too far back, yeah. then it's your one unit is stick men, your right. other unit is sling men, and, and that's you have a couple the game. And that's it. Yeah. So not interesting. I'm out. So yeah, I. There is. I agree. There's a ton of history out there that could be done. But that doesn't mean it makes but, a good game. Exactly. That doesn't mean that that history, while maybe very interesting in and of itself, 
that doesn't necessarily lend itself to especially a total war type of game where the whole point is detail, combined arms, actual tactics. You know, back then tactics was all right. We got a hundred guys; they only have eighty. Let's do this. Now, I would buy that. Edge says, "What about for Japan? Tentacled hentai total war? That would be entertaining." <laughs> But I would not play the women because the women faction would be kind of... They'd always lose. Well, that's raping. No, that's it. Yeah, getting a real rapey vibe from that side of it. You know what? This will be a heavy topic. We'll save this one for hour two. Oh, okay. So we actually... It's, uh, let's go with this one. This is from Kotaku.com. The U.S. Supreme Court decision will tell America how much free speech protection video games deserve. I like the picture. First Amendment, I choose. <laughs> <laughs> With the Pokeball on there, and then there's the guy dressed. I'm assuming he's going for Mario there. Yeah, see. It, and it, he's yes. got the uh, the sign with what appears to be a gentleman with a machine gun with the word illegal written over top of it. It's a nice picture. Monday will be a day that could radically change the status of video games in the United States. We're expecting the Supreme Court of the United States to finally issue a ruling based on arguments they and we heard back in November, which I believe we actually covered this topic, about whether the state of California can make it a crime to sell extremely violent video games to children. The case is now called Brown v. EMA, formerly Schwarzenegger v. EMA, that involves California's attempt to enforce a law written by State Senator Lee Lidye, Democrat, of course, representing San Francisco, of course. People who hate goldfish. Oh, well, they banned the Happy Meal, so. Yes. And salt. In 2005, that would criminalize the sale of hyper-violent video games to kids. Not all M-rated games, but per se, but only certain types as defined in this law. The law would require new labeling on games in California and carry a $1,000 fine to those found in violation of the law. If the court rules for California, it will be overturning a half decade's worth of decisions in lower courts that said that California's law violated the First Amendment protections of the freedom of speech. Well, Varyar, if they're going to go this far and outlaw games, I would assume they're going to outlaw movies and TV shows next. And artwork and books? Well, actually, it, I've been reading ahead because that's me. Uh, if you get to that bold part, it actually starts talking about that. There you go. If the court rules against California, it could still direct the state on how to write a law that would criminalize the sale of games to kids without violating the Constitution. But a complete ruling against the state would be the biggest win yet for the game industry's ongoing battle against mostly Democratic governors and legislatures who have argued that violent video games are harmful to kids in ways that violent movies and musics are not. Which is odd. Vyar, isn't it us Republicans that are always the ones being vilified for being uh, uh, against the, the parent-teacher council and all that? Right. We don't want violence and sex and all that. And here it is, the Democrats leading the charge across the board. Well, the difference is our love of freedom. Mm. Eh, too far? No, I don't think no. so. Uh, a win for California would separate, and this is the key part, as Vyar just mentioned. A win for California would separate video games from music, movies, books, and all other forms of entertainment in the United States. While music, movies, or books that are considered sexually obscene are illegal for everyone in the U.S., only certain types of non-obscene sexual content can be made illegal for minors on a state-by-state basis. No other medium is subject to to a legal check on extremely violent content in the U.S. So the criminalization of selling hyper-violent video games to kids would be a first for, uh, for any form of entertainment in America. So basically, you couldn't go buy Modern Warfare 2, but hey, your kid can go buy the Serbian uh, movie if they wanted to. Gotcha. Uh, Yeah. A movie theater might be breaking its own rules if it sells a ticket to an R-rated movie to a minor, but it's not breaking the law. 
In theory, selling a copy of Postal 2 to a kid would become a crime. Jesus. Uh, California contends that should it win, children will be safer. The game industry's chief advocates contend that speech will be chilled and that retailers and game creators will be compelled to react by selling and producing less edgy content. We're expecting a decision shortly after 10 a.m. Monday morning. Expect full coverage of the decision on Kotaka. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll be paying attention to this in the news tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I, I can't... Uh, this goes back, uh, and I can't believe we went to this as a non-heavy topic, but... Right, I know, <laughs> well... Uh, I mean, it goes... Look, it goes back to parenting. If you have children, it is your responsibility. I mean, back to the whole 11-year-old thing. His dad obviously got him the game. He was sitting there playing it with him, so... It's his job to watch what his kids are doing. If you don't want your kid playing violent video games, listening to dirty music, right. you know, reading books like that, then do your fuck fucking job as a parent and monitor your kids. It is not the government's responsibility. It isn't, and how it shouldn't kids, be. How many kids are going to have 60 bucks in their pocket, are going to get it to the mall, go in, buy the game they want... First, I'd like to know how many kids actually can get their hands on 60 bucks. Right. Unless things are radically different, and I know they're not. Since I was a kid, I sure as hell didn't have that kind of money. No. I spent months saving up for Final Fantasy uh, VI. It was three for us. And that was like 70 bucks. Right. For the old Super Nintendo. Well, and again, I mean... And you get home, and it's just like... You're right. Where are the parents? They don't know what their kid's playing. Somehow this kid who got 60 bucks, went up, bought a game, came home, played it, and they have no idea. Well, and then that's the parents' fault. That's on them. Absolutely. When you look at, I mean, and not to take this too far off, but, I mean, our entire society seems to be moving more and more and more to this nanny state. Why doesn't someone else take care of it? You know what? You all need to nut the fuck up and start taking care of your own damn lives because it's not my job to do that. And you know what? Maybe I have a different set of morals. Maybe, you know, I'm not a huge fan of whatever, but I want to do this. Does that mean that because you're offended by it, I shouldn't be allowed to do something that I enjoy? As long as it affects no one else, stay the hell out of my life. If I want to sit in my basement and watch dirty movies and I'm jack off for six minutes, you know, ah, then nice. that's my business. That's yeah, well, I try. You know, that's my business and it shouldn't be yours. Now, if I'm doing it on a park bench in the middle during the, you know, like middle school's recess, all right, we have a problem because yes. that's affecting other people. But if I want to play a game or I want to read a book or I want to watch a movie or if you want or if I want to let my kids do something like that because I think they're fine and in my opinion as their parent whose ultimate responsibility it's supposed to be, it is supposed to be the parent's job. To watch their kids, to raise them right, not the states. So if I, as a parent, want my 11-year-old to play Modern Warfare 2 and listen to people like me spout off on the internet, then that's fine. Maybe Bobby's parents next door don't want him to, but that doesn't mean Bobby's parents should get a veto over my decision-making. Case in point, here's an example. I don't know how it was with your kid. Um, I know your dad pretty well, so it's possible he had the same rules. When I was a kid, there are certain things I could not go to rated R movies. I was not allowed. Right. All right, so my parents didn't like the content. Same deal. I was not allowed to watch, like, Married with Children as a kid. You know, there was other counties and shows that were on basic cable or on TV that I was not allowed to watch. Right. And if my parents, my parents caught me, I was dead meat. Right. All right? These days, you know what? None of this says it's because parents, uh, it's, I'm sorry, uh, magically says it's because parents are fucking stupid. No, it's because they're fucking they're lazy. lazy. That's, yes, that is it. They're lazy. They don't care. They don't want to pay attention. They right. don't want to know what's going on. 
you know, the, what I could not get away with back then, people don't care about today. Right, because it's and too much work. more of that on there. Right. It's too, people have gotten late, and it's not just parenting, it's everything, but that's a conversation for another time. I mean, people today in modern society have just gotten so lazy about everything. Parents don't want to take the time to see what their kids are doing. Yes. What they want to do is turn on the Nintendo or turn on the Xbox or turn on the PlayStation 3 and get a couple hours where they can go do something else while the machine babysits for them. Yes. You know, so of course, and then it's like it's like parents that take their kids to eat at McDonald's five times a week because they're stupid and they're lazy and the drive through takes three minutes and it's easier to get the kid the chicken nuggets than fight with him. And then they co- turn around and blame McDonald's for the fact that their kids are fat. fat. Well, you know what? I don't know any nine-year-olds hopping in the car and rolling up to the drive through asking for a 20-piece. You're the parent. Do your job. Get off your ass. Go to the supermarket. Or don't Buy have something kids. that's a vegetable. Can't come home. Well, and that's unfortunately, that's the trend that we're, or depending on how you look at it, fortunately or unfortunately, that's the trend that we're getting closer towards is, and I've seen the statistics, that fewer and fewer people these right. days are having kids. Right. Fewer and fewer people are married. It's like there's for the first time in, in recorded history, or at least history that we're, we've done the stats, there are more people saying they don't want to get married as opposed to those who do. And I think a lot of it is because they don't want what they conceive as an inconvenience of having children. You know what? And that's fine. If that's how you're going to look at it, an inconvenience, then don't have them. Right. Because that's going to be a problem for the rest of us. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, I'd rather the birth rate fall than I have a bunch of kids that the parents aren't going to do anything about. Because the thing is, when you have those kids, those parents turn around and they blame everybody but themselves. And you wonder why I didn't become a teacher. You wonder why I scrapped the degree and went to work for somebody else. Oh, no, I'm not one. I get it. I I do. I mean, I work in retail. I hate those... Whenever a little bastard child comes in, <laughs> I, I just hate. We call you remember old school Street Fighter? Yes, Blanca. Yes, he'd do the sidekick. Yes, we yes. call these kids Blancas at the store because all I want to do is drop down and then just sidekick <laughs> the little bastard right out the door. Well, I jump and start like butting their neck. <laughs> right, yeah. but I mean the kids are annoying me, and you know I want that little Blanca to stop walking all over the treadmill, and I'm just hoping he puts the safety key in and pumps it to ten, and then just shoots off the back. That's but happened it is, before. Oh yeah, God yes, but it is not. He's not the one that I hate. He annoys me. I hate his parents because, because they it's let him their walk fault. around. Yes. Right. It's their fault. It's their job, and they're the ones not doing it. So just to take it you know, full circle back to the article, I don't know how you can rule that video games as a medium are any different than, than books, kind of movies, anything like that. I mean, oh, but they're interactive, so they're more powerful. I, first off, show me a study that proves it. Second off, definitively proves it. Right, definitively. No, yeah. Well, it may suggest because for everyone that says their suggestion that these, you know, could have some kind of of definitive uh, or or, or some kind of of, of effect on the person playing them. You know what? There's just as many out there that say the exact opposite that's either inclusive or nothing at all. It's the same thing. If I park a kid in front of of watching violent movies for 20 hours in a a row, chances are he's going to come away probably, you know, a little more violent than he was when he went in. Right. Everything with moderation, and it, again, it's the same thing. I want to see an actual scientific study that, beyond a doubt, definitively proves that a violent video game somehow leads you know, to violent behavior. Because I said the same thing before, and I'll say it again. If that is the case, then we'd have shootings up and down this neighborhood, this street, and every one of America on a daily basis by the truckload. Oh, completely agree. They sell 5 million copies of Modern Warfare in the United States, and I expect 5 million acts of violence... That year by those people. And, and yet, it doesn't happen. No, no, not at all. And it, just to go back to what you're saying, it's everything in moderation. You know, if I play, first off, if you have a kid that's playing 20 hours 
of a violent video game a week, you're already wrong as a parent. There's a different problem there. Right. It's yes. not the game's fault that you won't make them go outside or they aren't doing anything else. Listen, if your kid is sitting in the basement playing 20 to 30 hours of violent video games a week, don't be surprised when he turns into a violent antisocial dork. All right? That's your fault. My parents, there was a limit. Yes, you know, same, I, oh, same. As a kid, I got around it every way I could. I mean, I hit a keyboard in my wall in my <laughs> room. <laughs> I'm pretty sure story, I told yeah. you about that. Yeah, uh, You told me. I don't know if you told them, though. Uh, well, That's something else. Okay. As a kid, you know, I had a computer in my room, and my parents didn't like that I would stay up late and play video games after they went to bed. So at the end of every night, when they went upstairs, they would take the keyboard and unplug it from the computer, thinking that that would stop me. So one day after school, I stopped by the store picked up a $20 keyboard and hit it in this little hole. You know, it's one of those panels that leads to the pipes. Right. So you can do the inspections and stuff. And I just hit it in there. They'd take the keyboard. I'd make a fuss like, oh, leave it. And I wouldn't really care. They'd go upstairs, go to bed. 30 minutes later, I'm online. But so kids are going to try and get around it to do things they like. But my parents put limits on it, just like yours did. I had to go outside. You know, I had activities. I had other things. Homework, you know, not the overstructured life of today, there was still plenty of time for me to do whatever I want because kids today are just overscheduled to an amazing degree, in my opinion. Most of them. Um, a lot of them, anyways. But there was a diverse range of activities to make sure I had a broad range of interests. If your kid, again, is sitting for 30 hours a week, 20 hours a week, in the basement playing video games, then that's all the video game is not the problem. Right. You, the parent, are. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know what else can be said, but that's it'll be interesting to see how they rule. I do. Before we kick the break, Dunleft actually brought up an interesting point. Uh, and it's one that I was kind of I was kind of mulling in my head trying to figure out how California would block it. Let's say that tomorrow. And I, I, I find it very hard that a conservative uh, majority in the Supreme Court would come back against this. I would be surprised if Scalia and, you know, uh, if they rule in favor Robertson. of California, yeah. just wait for Scalia's de- dissent. It'll be epic. But it won't make a lick of difference. It'll no, be but it'll be really cool to read. You know, um, is what if you can't buy them through the stores, will you watch how, how fast and how uh, quickly sales from digital downloads skyrocket? Oh, yeah. You start buying through Steam. You start buying through Blizzard. You start buying through the game companies, GameStop or Amazon or whoever sells them. Or you buy them online and have them shipped to your house. There's ways around that. There's oh, yeah. no fuck what in San Francisco thinks he's got us in the bag. And if they do win tomorrow, it'll make it a little more difficult. You, want, you know, here's another thing, too. It's a, it's a shot to the Nats. It's the fact that the industry just lost 19% of its share last quarter. 19% less video games being sold. Now you're going to go and take one of the largest economies in the world, let alone the country, right. and say now you can't sell the vast majority of what games you know, sell, which are those violent, mature-rated type of games. Right. Now you can't sell, at least you can't sell them to kids. Well, My Little Pony's not exactly uh, affecting their balance sheet. Right. They need the adult games. That's what people buy. And then, unfortunately, that's what's going to come down to what's afraid is people are going to take it a step further. When GameStops and Best Buy say, you know what, it ain't worth the hassle. It's not worth the bad press or the $1,000 fine we're going to face because one or two slip through the cracks. You know, this isn't like you go into a bar when you're underage and get beer and then you get away with it, Okay. A lot of these companies may say it ain't worth the hassle. We're just not going to carry those games anymore. Like Walmart already does. They don't carry a lot of the violent video games. They may say, eh, screw it. It ain't worth the time. And just not carry them at all. Right. That's going to hurt everybody because you're not going to be able to go into those stores and buy a game. Right. That's going to hurt their sales. It's going to hurt the California economy, which is garbage. Oh, yeah. They're they're screwed anyway. They're bankrupt. 
Now, it's a drop in the bucket amongst their biggest problems, but it's just another example of a much larger problem, which is you know, we're going to keep putting you know, problems, we're going to keep putting uh, uh, obstacles in your way to buy something, to get something, to do something. When it's somebody else's responsibility, i.e. the parents, to pay attention to what their kids are buying. Right. The clerk behind the counter is some 16-year-old schmuck from high school. He doesn't give a fuck what your kid's buying. No. He doesn't care. Because he's playing the same damn game. Right. It's not. It shouldn't be his responsibility. No. You know, this isn't like it's, it's alcohol where you're going home and he's getting into an altered state of mind and that alters what he's doing. Now, that's the argument they're going to make. Of course. But if I drink a beer as a you know, 12-year-old kid, I'm going to have an instant change in my attitude in the way of doing things. Right. If I go home and play an hour of, you know... Uh, Grand Theft Auto. Or Bulletstorm for an hour. Love Bulletstorm. It, chances are I'm not going to pick up a gun and go out and shoot people right then and there. Right, but you might have more interesting language. <laughs> Little Rex, it's okay, Emp. You can finally properly start the show. I am now here. Little Rex is obviously uh, never coming off the purge list, and he's okay with that. <laughs> oh, actually, uh, Edge makes a good point. With no cashier at the Redbox units now allowing rental games, how are they going to monitor that? When they are, as we discussed last week, they are starting to put those games in red boxes. Right. There are ways to run it now. You watch, and all the amendments are going to start flying. If you're in the state of California, you cannot digitally download a game. If you are in the state of California, you cannot, you know, Redbox or Blockbuster cannot carry violent video games. What about GameTap or GameFly when you get those through the mail? Right. There yeah, are they, ways around this, but you watch them start filing all the different amendments and passing different laws. Once it becomes obvious that there are ways around this, they're going to start shutting off those loopholes. Or they're going to try. And Oh, absolutely. But it's, it doesn't matter. If they win tomorrow, then that's in. You know what? It's a slippery slope. It is. Because if and you are already halfway happen, down it. Right. And you can make the argument for anything else. Right. Well, actually, Shriggs, eating food makes me fat. The Supreme Court should make food illegal. It's the same That's exact coming. thing. That's they're outlawing salt. They've outlawed trans fat. They want they want to heavily tax uh, uh, pop, sugar drinks. It's coming. Oh, I know. Uh, it's I hate to sound like Glenn Beck in a way, but by God, it's coming. No, you know what? That's you know people make it sound like when you say things like that. Oh, you're just crazy. You're just being an extremist. You're a fanatic. You're just trying to. It's you're overhyping the thing. It's happened no. before. Ladies and gentlemen, every day, every single day, every week, I, I read a lot of the news. I'm very into politics. It's my thing. It's my hobby, whatever, uh, aside from gaming. But every single day, every single week, you read a new story about some new study that says this is bad for you, so they want to make it illegal. Yep. This is bad for you, so they want to make it illegal. Yep. This is bad for me, but you know what? It's my damn choice. I smoke. I know it's bad. Guess what? I know exactly what it's doing to me. I still do it. Partially because I'm an addict. Partially because you can't tell me not to. It makes me want to do it more. I mean, it's is it the best thing in the world for me? No. But I know that. I know what the consequences are. And if I want to do it, it's my damn choice. But they're getting around it saying, well, you smoking is hurting everybody around you. Well, that's you know what? why they're, that's, they're trying to do an end around. It's what they're trying oh, to I do. Know. And they uh, have it for years. But you know what? I, I have to go outside now. I'm not allowed to do it in a bar. And right. you know what? If you really wanted to, if it was such a big deal... They should have left it to the market. Because say you've got bar A that allows smoking and bar B that, that doesn't. Right. If secondhand smoke is such a big deal, bar A is going to go out of business. Yes. Because they'll all go to bar B. Now, I, I mean, it's every single thing, every single week. You read some new story, and it's, it's always, there's always something about, oh, it's to make everything fair. Oh, it's for the children. Oh, it's, you know, whatever. There's always a rationale. There's always a reason. And it always just to make it sound possible. Like, a little more palatable that they take this one little thing away. What I don't get, Varyar, is throughout the history of this country, people 
do not like being told what to do, what they can and cannot do by the American government. And that has changed. And I'm not really sure when that happened. Which we're willing to stand by and say, go ahead and regulate our video games. Go ahead and regulate our food. Go ahead and regulate, you know, uh, smoking. Go ahead and regulate our drinking water. Go ahead and regulate, you know, who can get a job and who can't. Who can get into college and who can't. You know, this, that, and the other. And I don't really know when that changed or why, why we allow it to happen. And Barry says, I am proof positive that eating nothing but junk food won't make you fat. I eat nothing but crap, and I'm skinny and fit. But, and here he says, because I exercise. And there's a difference. You're fat because you don't do anything. I, you know, I'm chubbier than I used to be. I used to be in very good shape when I was in college playing ball. Why? Because I don't do the same shit I used to. Right. You know, partly because I'm incapable of doing some of it, and a lot of it because I don't have the time. You know what? And I don't blame anybody else but myself. As I'm speaking, I'm drinking a root beer. Right. I should be drinking water. I'm drinking. I don't yeah. like water. I mix it with like Gator <laughs> with Gatorade powder or Crystal Light or something like that. I hate powder. Uh, so I got a lot. No, I'm just yeah. Everybody's just kind of. I'm just kind of trying to catch up with IRC, and I saw a match. We've got booted for some reason. But it used to be, and I remember this to this day, which is ironic considering who the guy works for. He works for Sharon Brown now. My favorite history teacher. My, my kind of mentor when I was in high school once said... And he works for Sherrod Brown? Yeah, now, yeah, he was a 16-year uh, military vet, Green Beret, Vietnam vet. Yeah, 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 now, big conservative. I don't know what, why that radically changed, but I, huh. I, I didn't ask him. But at any rate, he used to say that Americans absolutely hate being told what to do. And the history, history backs him up. He said, if the president came out tomorrow and said, it is now illegal to go to church for everybody in the United States... The very next day, you'd have thousands of people in every church. People that don't even go to church would be in church just so they could stick a middle finger up to the government and say, fuck you, we're doing it anyways. Right. Yeah. Not anymore. No. No. Now it's... It was all within the last 10 years this has happened. And it's not even like it went from, we don't want to be told what to do, to kind of an apathy thing. Although there are plenty of people who are apathetic. But it's almost anymore, it seems like more and more people want to be told what to do. Take care of me. Help me. I don't. No I can't handle personal myself. responsibility. You can blame somebody or something else. Right. Oh, I completely agree. I completely agree. I, I don't know. Like you, I don't know when it started. I don't know exactly where it came from, but I hate it. And I hate everyone who thinks that way. Every single person. I see. Uh, I see. Magic, we've got Buddha for something. Some kind of Obama comment. He doesn't like him. Well, neither do we. And uh, no left, uh, he's to blame for a lot of things as it happens. But that is a topic for a different kind of show, not this one. We've delved into politics about as far as we're going to go. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to take our first break. Uh, we've caught up now. We're one hour in. Coming up, we have this or that. We have the mailbag. Uh, we do not have a quickening, but I may melt down on something or a topic we're going to get to a little later on. You know which one, Varyar. I do. Anyways, get your emails in now if you want. Emperor1G at Cox.net. Uh, we'll do a big mailbag towards the end of the second hour. And trying to think if there's anything else going on. Not really. Some Warcraft stories yet to come. Uh, more topics. Anyways, folks, keep it right here. We'll be back in about 10. Morning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. Sit your $5 ass down before I make change. You're 
listening to The Emperor's Court here on VTW Productions. Get down on your knees. I know I would. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we're back here on The Emperor's Court here on First World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I'm your host, The Emperor, joined studio by Varyar. Happy to be here. Who's getting tanked up during the break? It's what I do. How far are you through that six-pack, anyways? Oh, uh, well, I've finished one, and we're about to start on the next two. Oh, okay. <laughs> start on the next two. Got it. Oh, you got to schedule these things. I figured two in the next hour, and then next break I'll go get the rest of them. Little Rex, hey, can you throw up the archive of the show tonight? No. I said, damn it, I need my fix. I already memorized last week's show. M-E-M-O-R-I-T-Z-E-D. Memoritzed. Nice. I don't know what that means, but I'm glad you did. Well, maybe you should show up on time next time so you actually get all of the show. Bebo says, I think every time Emp has a show, I end up barbecuing. See? Take me outdoors with you. They've got tablets and laptops and stuff. Plug in your headphones. Plug in some portable speakers. There you go. Listen, if I can listen at work, you people can listen while cooking. There's a couple people that do it from work, but you're kind of sneaking how you do it. Well, yeah. It's all about the cell phone. They can't tell that way. (laughs) Plug in the headphones. Put up my hood, put one one headphone in the ear away from the customers. They can't see it. What are you doing, sir? Nothing. I'm reorganizing the radio. Batting gloves and stuff. Go talk to someone else. I don't want to help you. And Mr. Mim has the air conditioning running. It's 77 degrees in the house. She's got her running switch down to 75. Why? I don't understand that. It's, we're just driving up the electric bill. She's I, She has no tolerance for temperatures. It's really... I, I don't she's, get it. She's one of those people so where it's got to be like within yes. three degree range yes. to be on either side. I'm so hot, or I'm freezing. It's only four degrees I difference. Spent dear. Most of my life with no air conditioning, so maybe I just have a built-in you know tolerance for it. But if it's not eighty some degrees in this house, then the air conditioning shouldn't be on. I, I agree. Damn I it. don't. I don't really notice pay for that. temperature until it gets to a certain point. Yeah, I mean, it's all kind of there. And I told her, if you spend more time downstairs in the war room watching TV, which I have set up, and the nice furniture stuff. I mean, we have nice furniture upstairs, too. Right. The point is, if you come down here and watch it, it's like four or five, even 10 degrees cooler down here, depending on the day. So, What now, is that in decent people units? 77 degrees. Moving on. <laughs> hey, you walked into that one, didn't you? Shut up. I'm playing WoW on my other monitor. Little Rex, are you playing WoW? Are you in the 1G guild? Are you playing for the Emperor's Core crew? Because I don't remember seeing your name on there. So unless you are, then you're playing on the wrong server. Speaking of which, huge uh, ups to my crew uh, on Friday and Saturday nights. Play a little bit. We got uh, what, all four mounts in AQ, which I did not know that they actually had mounts there. And it could be worse. It's 90 degrees outside of 630. We had that deuce a couple weeks ago. It gets like that out here. Yeah. Now just throw in 70 80% humidity. That's the killer in Cleveland. Yay, Ohio. Yeah. We went from 85 degrees on Monday down to 60-some degrees on Tuesday or Wednesday. That's how it is here. Lightning enchanted monsters. Don't know. Anyways, got nothing. Uh, yeah, we got some exalted stuff. I got to buy all the raptor mounts for well, the trolls. I tell you, Var, you're really missing out. I've got... Uh, do you have any of your characters saved from the last time you played? Are they still out there? or Probably, but they're going to be on Mag Theridon. That used uh, to be tra- my server. Yeah, same with us. You just have to transfer them over. Unless you can you can start from scratch. What level were they when you quit playing? I honestly, no idea. Okay. Um, I think my latest one was like 
mid forties. I want to say start from scratch. Yeah, you'll, you'll be at mid forties within two days. Oh yeah, once easily. Once I get my rig built up in probably the back half of August, I'll be there. Oh, I'll be getting in. No, I'll probably level a character up with you and, and Highlander as well. Then, so the three of us can level up together. I will have because uh, there's one thing I could do is um, the if you have a level seventy character, you can make a Death Knight, which starts off level fifty five. You, you know, you, you skip all that. Oh yeah, shit in the beginning. Right. So there's that. I'll have I do to check. have one. Yeah. Oh, but, is uh, is Highlander going to be getting in on it? Yeah, he said he's going to give you getting in it in August once Worldcon is over. So nice. Worldcon is over. So nice. Yeah, I'm. That's when I'm. Planning on playing. I'm looking forward to my GPA going down. It's going to be great. So, yeah. The wow effect. <laughs> well, PC gaming in general, I'm going to be back, which will be great. Calgore, I'm playing Diablo 2. Eh, I never liked Diablo. I never got into it. Really? Nah, I oh, like it. loved it. Mm. I loved it. It's it's either it's a love-hate with it. You either loved it or you hated it. There's very little in between. That's Baron true. Baron was all about it. I know Highlander was really all about the Diablos. Me, personally, I like I said, I never got into it. By the way, you can put that on the table there. That's what it's for. I'm not oh. leaving on the carpeting. All right, just thought it'd be easier for you, but you know. Um. Yeah. So, uh, according to the converter, nine degrees is only thirty-two degrees Celsius, and that isn't that much. What? Really? Manly stuff. What country do you live in? I'm curious because obviously you're using uh, the metric system or whatever the fuck it is. What do we use? The imperial system. I, I standard. Sta- okay. <laughs> I standard. think. Uh, but yeah, I. I'm enjoying the hell out of it, and I got the, uh, apparently one thing you can do as a hunter now is a lot of stuff that you weren't able to tame back in the day, now you can if you have a certain, uh, some kind of skill point or talent. So we actually went into the Molten Core, we actually ran through Black Rock Depths, which is kind of hard now. Most of the time, when you, when you want to get into a dungeon, you actually had to go physically to the location, go through a little portal, right? Right. Not anymore. Yeah, you now were telling me you yeah. can instant travel or whatever. It's phenomenal. You go there and you come right back out and it puts you right back where you were before you went in. That's cool. So we actually had to physically go to the uh, we had to go to Black Rock Mountain, go through Black Rock Depths, and then if you go all the way through it, there's a portal that allows you to go into the Molten Core. Yeah. So and you got to wonder who the hell figured this all out when the game uh, first came out. It's funny because this is one of the times where you can actually legitimately say it was uphill both ways five miles when I was a kid. Yes. You know, the game was much more difficult than we played back in the day. Yeah. When the game first came out through the Burning Crusade, it was a hell of a lot more hard, uh, more difficult than it is now. Now it's a cakewalk. Yeah. Now, they can't tell me once I get to 85, the game changes again because of resilience. Everybody has resilience, which apparently is uh, it's like resistance, like high defense against everything. So it gets, and I guess the statistics are, are way out of whack. So you have, basically everybody's a superhero, and it's a little more difficult to kill people. We'll see when we get right. that far. I'm not that I, far ahead. I don't know. I mean, once you get to 85, the game change. I mean, what's... Because, it's just because people are harder to kill. You do a lot more damage. Things are out of whack. I mean, I guess really out of whack as far as statistics. Everybody's got like 30,000 health. And everybody's doing 8,000 damage. Oh, that kind of stuff, so Okay. Right, oh. Lenore, I know. The uh, attunement, I used to have that on my character for the Molten Core. For my uh, Hunter, I do not. So I went into the Molten Core, and I tamed a Core Hound, which is that um, two-headed... I don't think you ever went to Molten Core, did you? No, I don't think so. Real quick. Uh, it's actually my portrait when we first log in. And the reason why I bring this up, not because uh, necessarily I'm pipping out the the you know guild on Coil thing, which is what we're playing now, but it's been really successful since we started playing 
what I've been considering doing, Varyart, and I've talked about this on the forums kind of briefly. We've been talking about it uh, as a theory in-game. And sh- there it is. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the Corehound. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Huh. I mean, it, like, drips lava, and it's got, like, a big fire on its back. And it, when you get when you kind of zoom in, it crackles because it's, you know, on fire. Right. And then I got my Death Knight. So. Solid. Yeah. I haven't played him yet, but he's there waiting when I get the other two leveled up. Anyways, what I'm thinking about doing is since I have a live stream account that I used to use for Shoutcraft, I have it for this show specifically. What I'm thinking about doing is when we have our PvP raid, and I, what i got to do is, and I, I asked everybody to post on the 1G forums what day would be good for them if we were to go raid a zone or go raid a battleground. Unfortunately, most of these dicks can't be, you know, uh, inconvenienced enough to go and post what days are better for them. They haven't done that yet. But if they ever do, what I'd like to do is actually stream the raid as it's happening for people to watch. Have the people cool. of the Empress Court, you know, be able to log in and watch, at least from my perspective, as the game progresses. I think they'd be kind of cool. I agree. That would be awesome. Lenore says he likes the green uh, core hounds from SMV. Yeah, the devil sore is that giant elite like uh, dinosaur from the Ngoro Crater. You can also tame that. I haven't got there yet. Uh, I have to pick that one up. But well, first things first. Yeah, Magic Queen says at level 85, people have 100,000 or more hit points. I've got 10,000. And that's a lot for a mage at 72. That's outrageous. So, Calgore, we have a website? Shut up, Calgore. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, once I get back in, I'll probably... Mage has always been my favorite class. I mean, I've played Rogue, I've played Pally. You know, I had a Fra- Druid for a little while, and that Paladins was dumb. Paladins are out, overpowered. You know? yeah. Frost Mages are overpowered. Right now, and who knows when that's going to change. They right. may go ahead and nerf that into the ground. But right... Oh, oh my, first, my first character getting back in will probably be another Glass Cannon. Yeah. Um... Just because I'm, I'm, I'm used to it, I know it, and that'll get me. And then after that, maybe, I don't know, maybe go back to Rogue. I enjoyed that for a while. That was fun. But See, I actually got to fly into Shadowmoon Valley. I have not done that. I can get there on my mage, but I have not got there on my hunter yet. The problem that I'm running into is if I can instance, if I can, you know, sign up for all these dungeons, go in and play. Uh, you know, most of these zones, I never step foot in because I don't have to do their quests. I just level up in the dungeon. Right. So I'm now I'm behind the curve with a lot of the stuff because I haven't been able to go to those locations. So now it's I time should. to go on Safari. Right. Basically, that's what it is. Right. To see what I can find, you know, creature-wise. Uh, before the break, ladies and gentlemen, I had mentioned that I want everybody on Steam to see if you could pick out a game that I can buy for Baron Von Ghost for his birthday, which was this past week. So I was curious to see if anybody had taken a look and had any suggestions. I'm not really sure what to get them. So I wonder if, what people can throw out there. Master Queen's been a rogue for almost seven years. See, I, I like that, but you know, I like to mix in something a little different. Right. But which, to me, right now, everything's different because I haven't played in six years or five years. So Yeah, well, I mean, to an extent, though, I, I, I've i been amazed the entire time. Well, all of my playing time, I've been playing for seven years. You know, I haven't played in, like, three or four or five or probably right about five. I can't remember. It was when you went into the service? Yeah. Okay, I sto- we well, I stopped a little. I kept playing for a while, and then I stopped after that you were playing with us if i remember right right yeah i was playing with you guys actually it was my first deployment that's when i stopped so uh, yeah about five years then so but when i was playing i was pretty much always a mage and then actually i no because i started back up in the gap between the two and then i stopped again so four years what anyways it was a while ago 
I always had a mage, but then I'd have one or two guys on the side that I would just be kind of experimenting with, and if I didn't like it, I'd get rid of them. Alt fever, alt holic, basically. You know, I just kind of well, I just I'd always played mage. I didn't know the other classes. I hadn't played with them before, so I just kind of you know fiddled around. To I enjoyed rogue. Pally was okay. I am not built to be a tank. I just can't do it. You know, I don't think I am either. I I wanted to play a paladin just because I like the versatility they have and the fact that you can heal people. And then I realized I don't want to heal anybody. Right. I don't care. You heal me, I'm going to hurt them. Right. So that's that's my whole mindset. So that's why I need to get Desperado and Mechahawk to start playing again because they used to be my healers. Except when they dropped in the boat. When the balloon went up, Mechahawk was nowhere to be found. He played a druid. He would cloak and then run away. I'm like, you pussy. We're in a little <laughs> fight. Where the hell are you? Down the road and running away. I'm like, you bastard. So one thing I do kind of like is the fact that I'm starting to see a lot of stuff I didn't originally. My first playthrough, um, and a lot of it, it's almost like playing the game brand new. After five years, the game has changed so radically. Right. Even, the, you know, the old world has changed because of the way Cataclysm happened. Everything is new and different and strange. And, uh, well, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm kind of counting on that. Oh, yeah. You know, because I, I got out because, well, A, it was sucking my life force away. Right. And, you know, B, I was, I've been playing for four years, five years. You know, so... I'm I'm counting on it being different, and it from is what you've radically been, different. Yeah, from what you've been telling me, I'm looking really for. I'm really looking forward to getting back in. What um, has been a benefit to me is the patience that a lot of the guys in the guild have had in showing me different things, explaining mechanics that I thought worked one way that don't anymore. So it's nice that I've had them there to show me to run me through different dungeons if I need it, to show me different things if I need it. Right. You know, you know, I start seeing these different mounts. Like apparently, you can ride a Nixie around if it. You know, she drops some mount. I'd love to do that, but I mean, yeah, that requires X amount of people to go in there. And to me, it's a little more difficult to ask them to run me through dungeons that they've done a thousand times before because they've been playing continuously right. through Wrath of the Lich King, through Cataclysm, etc. Whereas it's all new to me. It's stuff that I want to do that I haven't. Because the original intent, and it's the one we're sticking with, is the PvP. What I did not understand, and, and this is, again, a dynamic shift in the way the game is played, with that instance finder that allows you to teleport to a dungeon... Most people these days, or the majority of them, sit in their major capital cities or one city or another. They'll queue up, and then they'll just wait for the Dungeon Finder to kick in. There aren't as many people in the wide open world as there used to be. Now, that could change once I get into the Cataclysm part of the game, because I'm not that far ahead yet. Right. But at least in the old world, leveling up, there aren't as many people out there. Well, uh, and again, as someone who hasn't played in a while, just kind of from an outside perspective, I guess that's kind of a pro and a con. Because you don't have to run all the way to a dungeon anymore. Right. But and it's a big pro. But you don't get to explore the same way. And, and you don't the, get to intercept the group that's going in. Yeah, let's call them the hinterlands. You know, they're not as ripe with people to just gun down. Zone. You know. Well, yeah, I meant it. In, <laughs> I, right, I understand. Right. Well, there are, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, because think back then, you know, I when I was a low level, you know, I'd be running around and, I, you know, I was playing PvP and everything. And you walk into a contested and just gank, you know, some, yes. some jackass 70s standing there, and you're like, come on, man, I'm a level 13, meh, you know. I shouldn't have been there in the first place, but that's not the point. Um, you know, but then when I got to that level, I loved being that guy. Absolutely. She's like, screw you, you little bastard. Ha ha. You know, they did it to me, I'll do it to you. When you grow up, you can beat that's your children. That's the way children, it is. You're like you the, the older brother kicking the hell out of the younger brother. Exactly. That's the way it's done. Exactly. So, yeah, I guess... Uh, it's convenient and it's nice, but if everyone's just kind of sitting in the capitals, I don't know. I think it may, maybe it takes something away a little bit, you know, for the sake of convenience. 
you know, you lose a little bit of the experience. You know, you used to have to. That was the whole point of getting a mount was you right, can move faster, you, right. you know, and you can get places quicker. You can and fly everything. in the old world now. Really? Yes. I just got it last night. Wow. Yeah. I thought that was limited. Uh, you weren't allowed to do it at all, and I guess they changed their tune with Cataclysm because now you can fly everywhere. Cool. So, and you make money hundred and fifty. That's that's the one thing I like, and that's an aspect of the game that I always kind of enjoy, but even more so now is the the auction house, the in-game right. economy. It's like, you know, just like, and you're aware of it. It's like a little stockbroker's, you know, it's yeah, like a little, and, yeah. Wall Street. I love that. I made yeah. a fortune off that. I'm finding niche markets, stuff that isn't being sold anymore. When my mage came over from MacTheridon, I brought all this stuff on all my characters. And a lot of stuff like uh, disenchantment, you know, enchanted material, none of that was up there. I'm selling for stacks, two, three, four hundred gold a piece. People wow. are, are buying it because no one's willing to go back and do the low-level stuff or medium-level stuff. They don't care. They want to level it up, but they can't be asked to do it. And they've got so much money, they're just throwing it around. Wow. Oh, absolutely. You know, my uh, mage is now selling, I'm an alchemist, so I'm selling potions left and right. You know, mid-level 60, level 60 and 70 potions that no one is making. Now I'm selling it as fast as I can make them. Just oh, because it. all they're making is the top-level stuff? Yeah. No one will make the... Nope. And people want that mid-level, that level 40 to level 70 stuff so they can uh, level their characters quicker. And right. no one's making it. Nice. I am willing to be that guy to fly around the older zones, find the herbs, find the materials, make the stuff, and sell it for a huge profit. And I am. Yay, capitalism. D- you know damn I right. Mean, damn if, right. If there's a need, and they'll pay it. Hell yeah. You know, I, I told the guys when we first started playing on the server, I said, you know what? If we really wanted to troll everybody, we could crash the market. We could buy, because people buy the low-level stuff for, you know, astronomical amounts of money. Right. I said we could, if everybody, you know, took, like, herbalism and uh, blacksmithing, we could scour the world, get all the low-level stuff, and continue to put it on age for, like, ridiculous, either really, really high prices or really, really low prices, and just screw with the market. Nice. And we could do it. We got yeah. enough people and enough know-how, it could happen. And that is very intriguing to me. I'm just reading some of the. Uh, I didn't see anybody suggesting any games. Oh, Audio Surf. Audio Surf was one I, uh, I actually played the uh, demo of. It was all right. There are a couple uh, up. If you go up a bit, I saw a couple come through. Beat Hazard. Fear 3. I know he just picked up Fear. Fear is awesome. Fear 3, I've heard meh. Okay. The thing that made Fear awesome was the fact that if I'm playing at 1 at night and I was half in the bag, I was genuinely terrified. <laughs> Fear three, <laughs> fear three. Well, I'm not even kidding. Like it was, I was just like out because little kids that murder people. It's not. It's, I'm out. Just I'm terrified of that. That's the one thing that'll creep the shit out of me. Some little girl in a red dress, giggling while she's trying to knife you. No, no, I'll have nightmares. You know, some people are afraid of clowns. I'm terrified of children that murder. Which one makes more sense? All right, let's just put it that way. But I heard fear three gave up a lot of the horror aspect of it for more shooter. I see. And for me, the horror was what made the game. Sure. You know, it's kind of like Dead Space 2. They kind of went a little easier on the horror in order to put in more shooter. See, Terraria was mentioned. Mirror's Edge was mentioned. Uh, the only stuff wanted me to buy in the Genesis collection, which I think he's already got on emulator. I know I do. Let's see. So quite a few. Serious Sam, Monday Night Combat. Zanath Amp is proposing more of a cartel than a PvP guild now. <laughs> I guess it does have like a mafia type of overtones. Yeah, I wish it had a mafia. Ares, Within a Starfield Sky, Overlord 2, Horde, H O A R D. 
Psychonauts, Death Spank, Magic the Gathering, and the Max Payne games. Uh, Max Payne was all right. Death Spank? I don't know I, that one. I've never heard of that one. The babies in DP2 scared the shit out of me. You mean Dead Space? Julian Pandas? I, I don't know. I assume he means Dead Space. That's, that's the problem with government work and video games. Everything's an acronym. Everything. Yeah. I realized the other day, I, I, you know, I mentioned to uh, the girl I work with, I said, you know, we could speak in nothing but acronyms the rest of the day, and everybody would know exactly what we're talking about within this building. We go outside this building, and people are like, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, yeah. The military's like that, too, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> very much so. I mean, everything. Yeah, you could have an entire conversation of just random letters being said, and yeah. You uh, know, but uh, that happens to any type of workplace where it's pretty technical. You know, there's going to be jargon. There's going to be... Right, I just the sheer amount of it. Right, yeah. I think I'll get a Magicka. Martyrdom got it for me, and I, you know what? He's a big Diablo fan. Have you ever seen Magicka? I have not. Okay. Uh, trying to think of the best way to describe Magicka. I've got it. I could show you. Think of it. It's made by a group of Swedish developers. Think of it like um, Diablo with better graphics and a really sick, twisted sense of humor. I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's it's basically you're a wizard walking around and you're fighting, you know, uh, monsters and what you know what have you. Right. Well, then they took it a step further and they made a sequel called uh, Magic of Vietnam, where it drops you in the jungles of Vietnam and now you're fighting the VC. And you're just a magician walking around in robes, firing off spells. And the other thing too is, and those little black pajama bastards have AKs, and you're just going. I guess. With them? Yeah. That's, well, look during this next commercial break. By the way, folks, I have to be out of here right at nine o'clock. Um, I found out that I have to actually a couple of days ago. I have to be at work very early tomorrow morning, so I have to be in bed right after the show is out. By the way, sorry about that fire. I, yeah, no problem. We had to call it a, a, a quick night, but Magic of PvP is terrible. It does have PvP, um, but. Anyways, yeah, it's it's got like seven or eight different kinds of of, of elements. There's like earth and wind and water and fire and healing, all that. Okay. And it doesn't tell you how to play. You mix and match the spells and then shoot them off to see what kind of combination they make. Oh, that's like cool. Like if you put water with fire, then you'll get steam. If you put you know lightning with water, you'll probably zap yourself. If you get somebody wet and then hit it with lightning, you'll you'll electrocute them. Right. Stuff like that. That's cool. So it's and you can mix and match all kinds of different things, you know, different kinds of spells. But there's no real instructions to it. You kind of have to figure it out as you go. And there's a storyline in there, and they they speak in the, a weird kind of like Swedish gibberish jargon, but it's all you know subtitled for you. So it, it's pretty funny. Nice. The mailbag. Yes, we'll get to the mailbag in a few minutes. I was giving everybody a chance to send in questions, comments, and opinions to the mailbag. Emperor1g at cox.net. In fact, during the break, Vyar, I will show you exactly... What the hell? Why does it keep bouncing me out like this? I'll show what Magical looks like. Okay. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like an interesting game. So I do have... If you like Diablo, then it's, it's played very similar uh, in the way it's done. So let's see. That's the Bass story. Da, 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 da. Receiver payment. This is all stuff I can get rid of, but I, it's one of those where I'm afraid to get rid of it. Right. I absolutely need it. A lot of stuff is Otakon stuff, too. Yeah, Otakon. By the way, next week. Let me ask you this, Vyar. Next week is the July 4th weekend. It's a holiday weekend for us here in the States. It's We you know celebrate our independence. Most, you know, goddamn English. Should we do a show on Sunday, or should we take the week off? Well, if you're in, I'm in. But I think that depends entirely on your schedule, as you're the family man here. I have no family that weekend. 
Oh, that's right. From Thursday through next Tuesday, this Thursday through Tuesday, I am a single bachelor with a four-bedroom <laughs> house and a giant-ass basement. So party it up, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, no, turn I, the, you know, get some strippers, turn the war room into a whore room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. No, I'm, I'm definitely in for that party. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you want to have a show, I'd definitely be down to be here. I just didn't know if you had anything planned for that Sunday or that weekend since it is a... Um, I mean, the usual drinking, but I can put that off till 9.30, you know, if we want. No, let's... Oh, yeah, because you're not drinking now, right? No, right, let's exactly. Just, uh, send me the stuff in your cupboard. No, we'll save that none left for when we go to Otakon in three weeks. Uh, July... Tw- in fact, let me check the schedule here. Hang on. Mim and I are gone from Wednesday the 27th through August 2nd. So the last week in July, we will not have a show. We will not be here. So there you go. So save that for that show. Marathon show. Oh, no, we're not doing the marathon show. I, this, this is not going to happen. We'll have to go with Highlander to see what he's doing. What you know he's doing. Right. Because I was thinking, you know what? We're going to have everybody here. Let's have a movie night. Let's, you know, like I said, we'll get some burgers. We'll grill out. Like I said, we got the house. What the fuck? You know, we got all weekend. So I don't work Sundays anymore. So I said we do something Sunday then. I'm in. Grill out, have fun, see some, watch some movies. We can do the rift tra- tracks or we can do the Tronathon I was talking about. It's something. Yeah, I'm down for any of that. That all sounds good, especially Send the us. strippers. Yep. <laughs> about the time I came over to Emps for something other than egging his car and dodging Pepsi cans. <laughs> it wasn't my house. It was my aunt's house. But Dodging, I'm glad you, you should take attention. the E out, just so you know. little FYI. Instead of a marathon show, how about a little bit longer show? Because we don't do that every week, do we? Yeah, we always end right on time, right at 9. Master Queef, can I come, Emp? I live nearby. Uh, no. I'm not entirely no. sure Emp wants you to know where he lives. Yeah, that's right. True story. Just... I had, when I used to do this, uh, I did, used to do the play-by-play uh, for Warcraft 3 back in the day on the old 1G network. I actually had a couple guys that lived in the area who came up from uh, Akron University and tailgated my house during a show. That's cool. They were actually in the street across the across the way from where I used to live. Right. And uh, I'm looking out my window because somebody, I guess, texted somebody in, into uh, Battle.net. Their buddy was on Battle.net and said, hey, have a look outside your window. I looked out, and there's two guys, and they had a, a pickup truck, and they had like little tiny like uh, portable grills yeah. and a couple of hot dogs. And I see it, and they're in lawn chairs, and they're waving at me. They got a cooler. <laughs> oh, so I'm like, I'm kind of creeped out by this, but That's funny. still pretty awesome. I meant to go out and talk to them after the show, but they were gone. They were only there for about like half an hour so. Little Rex says, I will, can I come? I'll fly from Canada. Master Queen says, I'm only a little creepy. Best core Houd is the Dracodian. H-O-U-D-E. I think it's supposed to be Hound. Let's take a look at this thing. All right. I'm all, I'm all for it. Hey, that's kind of badass. That is, that is pretty awesome. Where the hell would I find this? You must be able to do 69. Purchase the top tier Beast Mash, which I've got. Uh, nice for the sweet Lolita dress commercial on the left there. Let's see, Cro-Magnus, which I'd like to get but can't because he's in Blackwing Lair. He's in Blackwing Descent. I haven't gotten that far. That looks pretty badass. I like it. Yeah, all the spikes and the, yeah. Let's see, do they have a search engine? I want to sh- see the Devil Sword. I meant to look up the Devil Sword to see what it does. You do pet search there. Browse under. pets. Is that it? Wait. Right yeah. underneath it, it's got pet search. Yeah, Let's right do, there. There we go. 
Let's see, devil sore. All there right. it is. Oh. The Ironhide, devil sore, Tyrannus, king, crush. Wow. It does look like a T-Rex. Yeah, that's what it's, yeah, that's, uh, there it is, devil sore. Ungaro crater. Let's see what this bastard does. Well, it's evil looking. With the pink eyes and the purple underbelly. But it doesn't give any stats about it, which is kind of aggravating. Oh, that's Thoughtbot. Thoughtbot will probably have something. There we go. There you uh, go. Has 700 hit points. Yeah, pretty solid. I can find it everywhere. Again, doesn't say what its attack and defense is. Oh, well. Huh. Anyways, yeah, I'm all about the different pets. It bites. Thank you. I know there are three devil swords. You can tame Chromagus. Yes, you can. Uh, the problem is you just got to kind of gut your way through Blackwing Lair, and that's really more of a hassle than it's worth. Because I don't really think Chromagus does anything different than the regular Core Hound does it. And apparently what the pets do now is they give, like, uh, raid-wide buffs that they didn't used to give. Like, really? Uh, the Core Hound will give everybody Bloodlust. You know, the, uh, I think the Spider gives everybody some kind of a web ability to slow people down. Huh. Stuff so like that, that makes them just a little more useful than they used to be. Right. Quite a bit more useful. The problem right. is that the hell is this it's a moth okay it's a moth i see a ton of these things. spatha the brood mother yeah, I'd, I'd call it mothra so there you go i had a moth i had a firefly too i needed serenity it was kind of funny although that it, ended is, up being, yeah. it ended up being useless so moths are the most hilarious pets to have no they're not Nah. so now i'm getting hunter advice from all these people in irc most of which i'm sure don't play hunters Anyways, the drawback is if you go into Beast Mastery, you can. I almost said bestiality. I don't know why. It's just kind of comes. <laughs> if you go to bestiality, you can teach all kinds of stuff. Anyways, uh, you basically give up your ability to, you know, all your special like shooting abilities because you have a bow and arrow or a gun. Uh huh. And you get a bunch of abilities for your pet, like bite and intimidate and stun and all kinds of shit. So. And name the moth Mothra. Okay, welcome to five minutes ago. Bestiality. Give M6 minutes. <laughs> let's do the uh, let's do the mailbag. Alrighty. Last chance, folks. While reading, you better get your mailbag mail in. Emperor1G at Cox.net. The post office delivered your hate mail to the house again. Anything worth looking at? No, just the usual death threats, letter bombs, and human feces. You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces? As always, you can send your comments, opinions, and stories, questions, everything to Emperor1G at Cox.net. I will only make fun of you moderately, unlike Highlander, which will make fun of you every time. But you kind of get that. Dear Imp, happy Sunday. Our forgiving Emperor and vicious Highlander, Winora, here dropping a line after a long hiatus for listening to the show. Back in March, I asked for convention advice for my first convention at Oticon late next month. I've already pre-registered, reserved my room at the Mount Vernon. I don't know where that is. Got a deal for three days and only a few hundred bucks for two people. I got an awesome deal at the uh, Sheraton. 89 cents a night, or 89 cents, $89 That's a night. It's the greatest deal in the history of hotels. And I got my transportation all set. I'll be arriving on Thursday, as we will. And the Mount Vernon is only a 15-minute walk from the convention center. Uh, okay. I went ahead and re-reserved my room for Thursday to Monday, and my leave chit gives me plenty of room. I've got to work. Uh, I've got off work till Wednesday that week to get out of Baltimore after the rush. I wondered if you'd determine whether you'll be making your 12th consecutive visit to Otakon this year. And if there was any more advice or perhaps an outing, you'll be taking around Baltimore with other cult members during the convention. 
Winora. Well, Winora, other than Biomedic uh, Alchemist, I don't know if anybody else is going to Oticon this year. But yes, we will be in attendance, as I had just mentioned. Uh, we will be there next week. We are going to stay in Gettysburg for a day, uh, as we always do. And then we will make the trek into Baltimore on Thursday. And we will be there through uh, Monday. We'll leave Monday so we can avoid the rush, because everybody leaves on Sunday. Advice. Shower often. At least once a day. Confunk is the worst you can possibly imagine. You've got 36,000 people in there. Most of them are going on a shoestring budget. A lot of them don't bathe, don't wash. Eat. A lot of people don't eat because they're, again, shoestring budget. They don't bring money for food. Make sure you eat. I can't tell you how many times people pass out because it's going to be hotter than hell. Bring sunscreen, especially for really, really white. Basically, ma'am, you know, she either burns or she's white. She doesn't tan. So if you're like that, make sure you bring lots of sunscreen. Bring lots of water. Beer for at night, water during the day. Don't drink pop because it's just going to, you know, dehydrate you. So, again, pop. Don't drink it. Drink lots of water. Uh, players flip over virtual. Did I get this one? I think I did. I think you got it up there. Before I delete this, I want to make sure I've got. There it is. Okay. Yeah. That's the right. We'll get to that here in a minute. So those are my things. As far as whether or not we have anything planned, I do not know of any other call members who are attending. So, anyways. Next up, from our Toby. The first quickening was the best. Sorry you can't uh, do a remake like that for all those 80 movies. Okay. Yeah, I didn't... Hi, Amp. Love the show. However, I live in Britain and was wondering what time the show is broadcast over here. I usually listen on VTW at 11 o'clock at night on my PSP. Also, could you tell me if and when you do live streams? Thank you, Connor B. P.S. Planning a trip to America in the future. Any places I should visit? Now, this place pretty much sucks. Stay home. Um, <laughs> all right, first question first. I don't know what time it is over there in uh, Britannia. What is it over there in, in England? It's 8.08 p.m. I, right now. I think it's, what, five minutes? Five yeah, hours I thought ahead? it was five hours ahead of us. I'm pretty so sure it is. it's like 1 o'clock in the morning their time? Right, and actually, if he started listening at, if we were on a six, 6, it would be 11 o'clock. Yeah, that would that would make sense. So, so he was, the yeah. We're on 11 a.m. till or 11 o'clock at night till 2 a.m. All right, so there you go for England. Second, things you should see in America. Well, I guess it really depends on where you're willing to go. Lots uh, of things, and it depends on your interests, too. Yeah. I mean... Um, And it also depends on how much time you're going to be spending and here, time, because, it, I mean... It depends what time of the year you're coming in, too. Definitely. Well, I mean, because there's, there's certain things that, again, depending on, you know, your budget, how much time you're willing to spend at it, there are a lot of things that I would recommend you see. All right, let's assume that you're coming during the summer. I would... Uh, New York is probably the Manhattan, first place to go, because there's so much to do. Right. Take in a baseball game. Go to a Yankee game. All right, you have to see a baseball game. Especially if you're from Europe, you probably haven't seen baseball before, at least not live. Go to a Yankee game, all right? If you can go to a Yankee-Red Sox game or Yankees-Indians game, go to those. Those teams don't like each other. Always fireworks. There's that. Uh, I mean, in Manhattan, you could spend a day just, sure. you could spend a week just wandering around. But if you're going to be in Manhattan, take a day, just check it out. Go to Chinatown. Remember, if you're willing to walk away, they're willing to lower their price. So, I mean, there's just a ton of stuff to see in New York City. Definitely recommend that. If you go to Washington, D.C., um, you've got the – you could spend a week alone in the Smithsonian. 
The Smithsonian is, is just phenomenal. You cannot imagine the stuff that is in that place. Fuck you, manly stuff. New York is awesome. He says New York sucks ass. Look, I, I'm not defending the state itself, and I'm not defending the people in it, but the city, Manhattan... There's no other place like it. Uh, a bunch of cock munches. I, uh, uh, look, no, uh, I agree. The people are assholes. But yes. the city itself, and with everything that's there, it's the entire world on an island. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, look, I have, you know me, I have a ton of problems with most New Yorkers with the things that they go for. I'm out. But Manhattan, yeah. Manly stuff, the, get into that. Manly stuff, all right, Las Vegas is yes. awesome, and yeah. I love it there. Yeah. The best city, again, in my opinion, the best city absolutely for a tourist, mm -hmm. San Diego. Hands down. Don't even try and argue it. I win. It is gorgeous. There is everything to do there. There is tons of stuff, as long as you stay out of the wrong places, obviously. It's like Miami. Um, it's the same but thing. But uh, the zoo's amazing. The aquariums are amazing if you're looking for more culture type zoo of stuff. is world famous. It's the world's largest. Our zoo is, is pretty up there. Yeah. Yeah. Columbus Zoo is, is, I believe, the nation's largest. They have uh, the Wilds down in Zanesville in Ohio, mm -hmm. which is pretty awesome. Um, done that. But San Diego's great. Um, but you were talking about Washington, D.C. I would yep. say this. If you go to Washington, D.C. and you're there overnight, go to the Lincoln Memorial at about 5 in the morning, sit on the steps, and watch the sunrise. Because if you're sitting on the front steps of the Lincoln Memorial and looking straight ahead. Comes out the reflecting pool. Reflecting pool, Washington Monument, Monument. Capitol Building, yeah. all in a line. It's amazing. You can see all the monuments, see the capitals. If you come to Cleveland, um, there's a couple things I suggest. Take in an Indians game. Go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame since you're here. Um, I don't know if there's any plays or concerts going on at the uh, theater district, but above and above everything else, make sure you go to Cedar Point. Oh, you got to. You have to Cedar go Point to is Cedar Point. Awesome. The greatest amusement park in the world. Yep. That, it's that's right here fact, in Ohio. That's not opinion, and it's a half hour outside of Cleveland. You cannot, you cannot miss this if you come to the Cleveland area. Las Vegas is another one. Uh, plenty of stuff to do to there. You can go out to the Hoover Dam, lots of gambling, tons of shows, just looking at the place. But I wouldn't right. spend more than a couple days there. After two or three days, it's all pretty much the same. Well, and this, is, this actually goes back to what Manly Stuff's saying there. He's, I studied there. New York sucks ass, blah, blah, blah. Manly Stuff, I'm not talking about living there. I'm sure I'd hate it, too, if I lived there or stayed there. I'm talking about going there for a weekend. Right. Like three or four days, and I'm gone. You know, I mean, we're talking about places to visit, not places to live. I would never want to live in New York City. Next up from Theranos. To the most merciful emperor that, my, that may grace the world with his presence. I got to tell you, I may have a shitty day going into this. After the mailbag, I come out thinking I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's funny. They get more and more flowery as we go through. And them. I love that. Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> I remember your story where you changed your voice and acted like a girl to, the, uh, to get free shit on World of Warcraft, and I came up with an idea to get revenge on an ex-girlfriend. I've been dating someone new, and she wants me to get revenge on her, on the ex, for all the money and shit I put out while we were dating. So her idea was to use the voice changer, have the two of them become best friends, and get a bit of intelligence on her. We have looked and can't find any good free voice changers out there. I was wondering if you'd possibly remember the one that you used. I have virtual audio cables set up to, uh, to use through Skype. All I need is a program to change her voice. Your loyal servant, IRC Rat Theranos. I have questions. Uh, there's a story here. There has to be. There's, I'm sure it's a good story here. Unfortunately, he doesn't include it. Yeah, got to know more. 
Um, but beyond that, are they going to be like best friends just on the phone, or do they play video? Or is she going to like wear the voice changer to a meeting? Because I don't see how that's going to work. I think what they're trying to do is talk over Skype and use that. Although, okay. you know, what happens if it goes to phones or texts or something else? I, I see a whole lot of of logistic well, problems here. That's, that's blowing up in your yeah, face. Yeah, I mean that's my question because you can't. They're going to be best of friends through Skype. Yeah. Well, I mean there are people that do I don't it. Know, I'm not trying to know, seduce uh, me hey, through World of well, Warcraft. Think, you know. That's true. The I'm problem, trying not to. I'm not. I'm trying not to put Theranos's uh, girlfriend on the level of Dina, because that was a dude. Well, but that's but what they're. What they're. That's advocating. essentially what they're doing. I mean, she, girl, they may be girls, but they're changing who they are for the sake of. But something. I think she. It's a girl trying to throw her voice to sound like a different kind of girl, so she doesn't recognize it. That's what I'm getting out of this. Oh no, that's what I'm getting out of it too. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying that it's not to the same level of crazy that Dina went to, but. I remember the program that, we, that I used way back when was a program specifically for Ventrilo. I don't know if they make anything for Skype. And it might be that it's not free anymore. I know it was once upon a time. Um, I honestly don't know if it is now. So, anyways, there you go. That's the mailbag for the week. We're going to take a quick short break and come right back because we've got to go. We only got 45 minutes left to go. We have a shit ton yet to do. We've got the Eve right we have to talk about. There's the meltdown. We've got this or that yet to get to. Um, there was another one. Oh, uh, the Beautiful People dating site. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely uh, want to talk that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, folks, we'll take about a seven minute break. We'll be back here in about seven minutes. Uh, keep it right here. Welcome back. This is Mystic Mim, and you're listening to The Emperor's Court. You can micro-me any day. All right, folks, welcome back to The Emperor's Court here on Versus World Productions. I am The Emperor, joined studio by Varyar. Hello. And I was just showing you uh, Magic of Vietnam. Hilarious. Yeah, looks, it, it looks it awesome. It looks funny as hell. Yeah. If I ever get actually some downtime where I'm not playing WoW or not uh, uh, finish up Lancaster, I think I might pick that one up. It's only yeah. 10 bucks For the amount of gameplay you got for it, it's, it's, even the original is funny as hell. It was meant to be. I mean, even the trailer with the, you know, the play on yep. the bird is the word song, you know, funny. Just awesome. Let's do a quick update for the, uh, the Fantasy Baseball League for uh, Versus oh, All right. Let's do that. Let's see. Quick rundown from 1st to 13th. In first place, remaining is myself, the CNG All-Stars. I am way ahead of the pack. I'm 476 points uh, ahead of the next guy, which is Jeter's Never Prosper by his Highlanders team. 16-inch softballs in third. You, sir, Voyeur's Rampage, and redecides and climb in the fourth place. Only 1,000 points behind. Yeah, you were making a comeback. Fifth, uh, until a couple weeks ago. Yes, sir. Uh, Martyrdom's team marks with balls in fifth. Faith in the sixth. Scrambles in seventh. Majeet's Long Sox at eighth. Sakulian at nine. I play Wii Baseball at tenth. Well, I think it's even Jimmy's team. The excommunicated Pope's in 11th. Cult of Pussar uh, is uh, 12th place. And Legal Sombreros rounding out the 13, who I guess I, I'm so far behind, he might as well quit. He doesn't even have a catcher playing. He doesn't have an outfielder playing. He's got tons of guys in the DL. It's too bad he doesn't actually check his team because I'd like to get Victor Martinez off of him. Right. Well, you know, let's check the. Uh, Hold on, check his pitches because I might want some of those. Oh, yeah. He's got some, uh, he's got some good stuff here. Yeah, his pitching sucks. Nah, yeah, there's nothing there. Nothing there. But he's got Mark Tejera. He's got Victor Martinez. He's got how he's got Jay Bruce. Dude, this is a team that should have been doing well all season if he'd actually you know stuck with it. Look at Troy Tulotsky. 
Like as a oh, witch, wow, he's yeah. on the bench. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a shame they, they didn't stick with his team because he would have been a contender. Mistakes have been made. Just ignoring the team, I think, is it. So there you go. There's the uh, uh, rundown of the fantasy baseball. All right, a couple things I want to get to before this or that. Um, a couple topics that have really been kind of bugging me. This is the one I was going to melt down on earlier. Where is it? This one. Yeah. This is from CNN.com, and I saw this a couple days ago. Go ahead and read this one because I think I'm going to need my voice. All right. CNN.com. Critics, Google hides gay pride feature. Google creates doodles for all kinds of random occasions. The search engine changed or doodled the logo on its homepage in celebration of the painter Paul Cezanne's 172nd birthday, Robert Louis Stevenson's 160th birthday, the first the first day of school in Poland, and Pac-Man's 30th anniversary. All of these, with the exception of Poland, which appeared only in that country, were automatically visible to everyone who visited Google.com. But for Gay Pride Month, which, in case you didn't notice, the parade in the city center is happening now, the company took a much less visible approach. Now, stop right there. Correct me if I'm wrong, Vyar, and I may be. Do we have an official Gay Pride Month in the United States of America? I like didn't Black think Month so. And, or uh, a Black History Month? Like and, Black Month? <laughs> like Black History Month and Asian History Month or what have you? I didn't think so, but this is, seems to be implying that there is a Gay Pride Month. None left. Find out for me. Google search, Wikipedia, whatever. If there is an official recognized Gay Pride Month. Continue. All right. Um, took a much less visible approach. It's one that stirred up criticism from the gay community. There's never been an actual Google Doodle in honor of Gay Pride. Instead, during June, a little rainbow pops up next to Google's search bar only when users search for certain pride-related terms, including gay, lesbian, homosexuality, LGBT, marriage equality, bisexual, and transgender. During the month of June, Google is celebrating lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender, also known as LGBT, pride, the company said in an email. For some pride-related search queries, we are showing a rainbow at the end of the search bar. So why hide this feature beneath specific searches? A company spokeswoman did not pers- provide specifics. We enjoy celebrating holidays and special events at Google. As you may imagine, it's difficult for us to choose which events to celebrate on our site and have a long list of those we'd like to celebrate in the future, a statement said. Critics say Google is hiding the feature to avoid criticism from anti-gay groups, whose members may be less likely to search pride-related terms. The hidden doodle should keep the six-color rainbow, a symbol universally associated with gay pride ever since San Francisco artist Gilbert Baker created it 33 years ago, from appearing on the pages of those who are still opposed to gay rights, and should keep Google from having to deal with any backlash, writes Nicholas Jackson on the Atlantic's tech site. Jackson, who is gay, calls the fact that Google hasn't created a full-blown doodle in honor of gay pride disappointing. Instead of boldly declaring its support of Gay and Lesbian Pride Month, Google added a tiny rainbow to the end of its search bar, he added, or he wrote. Instinct Magazine says Google should be commended for doing anything. Google has led the tech industry in supporting our community, and the latest addition to its arsenal of inclusion is a welcome boost in the right direction. What do you think? Don't need to read that part. Okay. First off, let's see what Nunleft is able to find, if anything. Let's head back to IRC. Uh, Gay and Lesbian Pride Month. Something Clinton slipped in there, apparently. Hmm. Yay. Gay and Lesbian Pride Month is celebrated each year for the month of June. The last Sunday in June is celebrated as Gay Pride Day. On June the 2nd, 2000, President Bill Clinton declared June Gay and Lesbian Pride Month. In 2009, 10, and 11, U.S. President Barack Obama declared June to be the Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender Pride Month, 
stating, I call upon all Americans to observe this month by fighting prejudice and discrimination in their own lives and everywhere it exists. The month was chosen to commemorate the 1969 Stonewall riots in Greenwich Village that sparked the modern LGBT liberation movement liberation moving the United States. This month is meant to recognize the impact gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and intersex. I didn't know that was a word. I don't know either. What the hell is an intersex I, person? You know what? I, I gotta click it. Click on that. Yeah, here you go. In humans, it's the presence of intermediate or atypical combinations of physical features that usually distinguish female and male. Huh. Uh, what? Hermaphrodite? Yeah, I guess. That's what I think it's a Hermie. All right. People, they just keep expanding it. Every single year is something new. Good People God. have had on the world. A GLBT groups celebrate with pride parades, picnics, parties, memorials. Uh, for those lost from hate crimes, another group gathering events that attract thousands upon thousands of individuals. Okay. So apparently it is an official Pride Month. All right. Now that we got that, let's go forward. This is what pisses me off more than anything. Why does Google have to do anything? Why do they have to boldly declare their support of this? What if they don't? What if they don't want any part of this? Why does Google have to take a stand for gay and and lesbian pride and all that? What says they have to be the ones leading the charge? Why does any business, any technology, any company have to do any of this nonsense? Oh, I completely agree. We were discussing earlier, I said, I mean, basically, if, say I'm all about the LGBT community and I want to support gay pride and all that, if a company comes out and says, we support this, so we're going to do this, congratulate them. Yeah, they're on your side. Thanks for helping out. But just because they don't do anything, don't equate that. You shouldn't take the fact that they chose not to do something special for you as a sign that all of a sudden they don't care and they're anti-gay yes. and bigotry and you know they try and they try and turn it into this black and white. You're either with us or you're against us. Yes. Well, guess what? I could give a shit. I really could. I mean, I, I'm gonna say both. I don't care. You, you know, whatever what? you do, I, I, exactly. It's not my concern. I don't give a damn. I've got more shit going on in my life. Maybe Google's too busy making money hand over fist to give a goddamn what the fucking GLB team wants. It is not Google's responsibility to lead the charge on what you believe should be some kind of liberation movement. It is not Google's responsibility to try and change the social outlook of the country based on what your very tiny, very narrow-minded look of it is. Right. Oh, I completely It is not their responsibility. But you know what? And and part of the bun, they're the first ones to get butthurt over any of this. If somebody (laughs) is not on their side, it's like I said, there's no black and white. Right. I mean, there's there's no shades of gray. You're either completely with us or you're against us. And God help you if you have a differing opinion. Right. Oh, well, you know, it's, it oh. kind of goes against my religion. I'm not, I'm not comfortable with it. You're a bigot. Right. You're a homophobe. You hate people. Well, God help, even beyond that, God help you if you just don't care. Like, like we both said, look, whatever you want to do in your own house, if Jimmy and Johnny want to get together and that's what makes them happy... Fine. Do it in your house. Don't expect me to come over there and be like, nice job, Jimmy. You really gave it to Johnny. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Why the hell? A, if I, you know, if I bring a girl over to my house, I don't expect the neighbor to come over and be like, nice job. Way to be straight. You know, congratulations. I don't. I don't care. It's not my responsibility. Keep it in your goddamn house. How hard is that? And why? And I understand why you're going after Google. Be glad they put anything on their website. Right. For you. 
You know, I don't remember them doing anything for Irish Pride or St. Patrick's Day. Why does every single individual group have to be coddled and catered to and given their own Google Doodle? Jesus Christ, people, there's 365 days in a year. Right. Well, why the hell do they I'm need... I'm sure we can find enough groups for every day. And just because you're aren't, that you aren't out there, I don't need to be reminded of Escape Pride Month. I don't care. I don't. I'm not gay. I have people I work with, people I'm friends to work with. And I know they're gay. They're fine. Good for them. Google have, doesn't have to make a doodle for that. Right. I I have family that's gay. Okay. I, I Good for them. It, exactly. It makes them happy. Super. Awesome. Have a great time. Why the hell should they put it on their website? Why the hell do you need your own goddamn month? Why the hell do you have to be specially recognized because of every little difference? Yes. Remember when everyone just kind of did their own thing and we were all a big group and we weren't... Lesbians over here, and gays over here, and black people over here, and Asians over here. Yes. What the hell happened to that? Why can't, why does everyone, you know, people talk so much about how divisive things are, and people yes. are bigots. Well, you, you know what? You're the people that are always bringing up all the fucking differences. I don't give a shit what you are. All I care about is what you do. Yes. Do you, are you good at your job? Are you fun to talk to? Are you fun to hang out with? Are you interesting? Are That's you all the I... law? Are you a morally upright person? Exactly. Yes. I don't care what you do in the bedroom. I don't give a shit what color you are. I don't care who you vote for. If you're interesting and fun and cool, then we can be friends regardless of the rest of it. But now everyone wants their own little subdivision. See, everyone wants their own little group. And they want to, like you said, they want to be coddled. They want to be told they're special and different and precious and important. You're not. And you're not. No. Onan says, the fact that Google is actually doing something, but the fact is they're doing it half-assed and it's fine to call them out. No, it's not. No. Because Google is in an untenable situation. If they put a Google Pride on there, now they pissed off everybody else, and the majority of Americans in this country do not like, do not want, you know, uh, a gay marriage and all these special laws and regulations and rules for gay and lesbians. They don't. If Google takes a stand and say, or not even a stand, because there's, look, there's no controversy here. No. There's no problem. Nobody said, you know what, Google is obviously anti-gay because they're not doing anything. They're doing something. Exactly. And they're doing it only if you're searching for those things because those are the people they're going to cater to. Those are people they're going to show their support for in, in a small way by you know, putting up you know, the little gay flag, which, by the way, they hijacked the rainbow. They hijacked the name gay. Look, and, and this is a, a different dialogue. Right. But this is the same tactics. Browbeat somebody until they agree with your point of view. And if they don't agree with you, if they have legitimate moral principled concerns that are against yours, it is no longer okay in this country to have a different opinion because you are automatically labeled by these people bigots and homophones and racist and everything else. Right. You are browbeaten and, and labeled until you agree with the way they're saying with their point of view. Google has either pisses off one group or the other. This is the best compromise of the two. They show some support by saying, if you're searching for this, here's the flag. We know you're out there. We kind of support you. Otherwise, it's not in your face as soon as you go to Google, and why should it be? Here's the thing, and, and here's how I would put it. Onan, if they did nothing, they probably wouldn't hear shit about it. But because they put up a flag that only comes up when you look for terms generally associated with gay pride, all of a sudden they're the bad guy. Now, look, like, like has been said multiple times already, there are people who don't support it. 
either because of religion or because of their own particular moral view or maybe they just whatever. You know, some of them are bigots. There are a couple out there. But you know what? The majority are not. They, you don't deserve something just because you want it. You never have, and you shouldn't. It's not, you can call it half-assed, but like Em said, they're doing something. They're trying their best to walk a very narrow line, and they're doing something. I mean, are you going to go bitch out Caterpillar because they're not making bulldozers with rainbows on the side of them this month? That, that's what it comes down to. Why doesn't Facebook have a giant gay pride banner on top of their uh, website this month? Yeah, those I don't shit. hear Why anyone. Anything, yeah. Right, I don't hear anyone bitching at them. But because Google tried to do something for them, but it's just not quite enough. All of a sudden, they're getting shit for it. So I mean, it it comes it comes down to the fact that, as has been said, it's black or white with these people. And God forbid, it is almost worse to try and do something but not quite meet their high standards than do nothing. Because then you're painting a target on yourself. Right. Because by doing a little bit, they notice you. But you're not doing enough, you son of a bitch. You do more. You do more right now. But you don't hear anything about the guys who are actually not doing shit about it. Here's the other thing, too. What the fuck are they going to do to Google if they don't like it? How do you boycott Google? Right. You use Bing? Go for it! <laughs> the decision engine. The vast majority of the world uses Google. Because guess what? Bing didn't put shit up on their site either. Yes. And Bing's not going to. Uh, we're at Manly Stuff. Just Americans? How about the rest of the world? We also get the same rainbows. See, but I don't know what the rest of the world's uh, experiences with gays and lesbians, Manly Stuff. I only speak from my, my personal standpoint as an American. That is what I see here. And I don't know what goes on in the rest of the world. Maybe you have to deal with the rainbow everywhere. But as they just said, they took it in 33 years ago when some guy made it, you know, and painted it in San Francisco. None left. Uh, you put a, I will point out that most Americans are in favor of gay marriage, and you got that's this quote only and everything. One poll. That's a one poll. But that's not the point. All right, that's entirely that's an entire different conversation. Personally, if they want to get married and be miserable like the rest of America, feel fucking free. I don't care. I really don't. That's not the point. The point is, one company tried to do something what I'm sure they considered nice. I'm sure they were like, you know to what? everybody involved. They're we're, trying to we, play both sides right. of it. They didn't have to do anything. They could have done nothing. You know, they, they have their little doodles, and they put them up for all sorts of things. They didn't have to do shit, but they tried. They tried to do something, but it just wasn't quite fucking enough for these people. So instead of saying, you know what? Thanks, Google. We appreciate you at least doing something for us. Instead, these people come out of the fucking woodwork and start denouncing the only company on the net, as far as I've seen, that put anything up for, right. a, for yes. a Pride Month that I'd never even fucking the heard of. one. The biggest company. Right. I mean, Google is... Uh, you can say it a lot of different ways, but if you look at it in the right light, Google is the goddamn internet. Yes. And they put something on their front page, and these people are pissed because it wasn't a giant freaking banner over the top of it. Now, look... Maybe you want more from them. All right? That's fine. You're allowed to. But don't go out and bitch because they tried to do something for you. And then start questioning the company and start criticizing. Well, you know what? They could have boldly stood up. It is not Google's responsibility to change everybody else's opinion on your particular topic of interest. It is not their responsibility to lobby on your behalf in front of the civilians of this country and of the world and of the governments by putting your rainbow flag up there. Onan um, says, I'm part of the LGBT group. I don't search for gay in Google. I also don't really give a crap about Google Doodles. That's, that's kind of the point. I mean, dude, if you're part of the LGBT group, more power to you. As we've both said, live your life, man. Nice. I hope, I hope you're happy. They came out of the closet, not the woodwork. Nice. <laughs> nice. Fantastic. 
I mean, be whoever you want to be. Be whatever makes you happy. But like you said, I also don't really give a crap about Google Doodles. Well, who does? And why all of a sudden is it such a big deal? Yeah, That's I don't our remember point anybody here. getting bent out of shape because they Google they doodle something or something. You know, they didn't do doodle something else. Right. Uh, the The problem here is not the, and I, I'm sure this probably doesn't need to be said, but I'll say it anyway. The problem here isn't the gay community making a fuss. The problem is, here is as with almost every other time that you hear about some group, quote-unquote, yes. making a stink about something, it's not the group, it's uh, it's two or three douchebags Who are the spokesmen that, are, that, are hurt, that are seen as spokesmen, exactly, yes. the that Reggie. make a fuss about it. And, the I mean, like Onan said, he doesn't really give a shit about Google Doodles. Well, that's because nobody does. The Al Sharptons and the uh, Robert right. Jacksons of the world. On yes. Farrakhan and all them. You know, right. uh, it, there's always a couple assholes, and unfortunately, these are the guys that get the media play. But... That's what drives the conversation. One other thing that kind of bugs me on the left, uh, by the way, that poll, you have to take it with a grain of salt. You have to understand that people, it's not that they're supporting it, it's the fact that they don't care. There's a, a difference between apathy and support. The vast majority of Americans, I'm sure, uh, for those who are would be quoted as support, it's more like, I don't care what they do. Right. If they want to go and get married, fine. See, the problem in New York is, you know, uh, and this is where this whole thing comes up is that New York a couple days ago passed a law. Their government passed a law very, very narrowly that allows gays and lesbians to get married in the state of New York. And the uh, different evangelical groups, the church groups, were up in arms because the way the law states is that if, let's say, two you know, gay men want to get married in a Catholic church, they have to get married in a Catholic church. The church has to do it, or they could be held for a hate crime. They have to compromise their principles, their religion, their foundation as, a, as an organization by a secular law, or they can be charged with a hate crime, have their tax exempt status revoked, all kinds of nonsense. The fact is they weren't going against the fact that they were allowed to marry. They were going against the fact that they would be punished if they weren't married in the church if, you know, if they decided to. Right. And that's what the whole marriage comes back to, the man, man and woman. Call it a civil union. Call it anything else, and the majority, I'm sure the majority of your, of the people that oppose it would evaporate. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're going to oh, call yeah. something else. You want to get married, go get married in a civil union at the, at the uh, courthouse or at City Hall. Why does it have to be a church? Why does it have to be against an organization? And not all churches have this problem. Not all religions do. And that's fine. But, you know, uh, I, you know synagogues don't want it. A lot of the uh, mosques don't want it. A lot of the churches don't want to do with it. They don't want to marry these people because it goes against the religion, and they shouldn't have to. They should not be forced to by secular law of all things. And that's what, what this whole stink, and then it kind of rolled into the Google thing. I completely agree. But we already knew that. Zan says, with all due respect, in the case of wanting to ban them, not caring is essentially the same as support. That's what we're saying. Well, that's my point. That's... But don't think that people are like, yeah, yeah, game marriage, go, go, go. It's... I don't give a fuck. I've got my mouths to feed. I got to get to work tomorrow. I got a mortgage to pay. If they, like the fire said, if they want to get married and be miserable with the rest of a, a lot of people in this country, that's fine. But I guess I got news for it. The divorce nice rates. Are, right, thank you. <laughs> the divorce rate. Yeah, you yeah, notice that? I did. The Divor- divorce rate is going to go up the same for them as it is for anybody else. They're going to have to do with the same. Pro- Here's the other thing, too. What happens if there's children involved, if they adopt children? At least in this state, as in most, the mother. The woman gets most of the rights, gets most of the custody. How the hell does that get divided? Do you want to talk about a, a, a custody fight? That'd be an awkward conversation for the judge. Right. So which one is the pitcher? 
<laughs> um, all right, so you're the dad, and you're the mom. Yeah, they that could made, be. The way they made the law, it's all or none. You can marry everyone or no one. And See, it's that's the problem. A, right. If they want to get married, fine. Little Rex, who the hell is the church to oppose gays of all people? The priests have been playing donut-punching butt buddies with little boys for years. And Look, that's because, and unfortunately, I think the priesthood is, is... That's a whole different conversation, but... The priesthood is a refuge for a lot of these gays to go into because no one questions it. No one expects you to have sex with a woman because you can't. And, you know, and that's not saying that all you know, gay men are molesting kids. I, I don't know what the breakdown is of who's molesting the kids. Look, but you're right, a lot of the priests do. And that a lot, some do. A very small majority. Uh, God, but very look, small minority, but that's what you hear about. You can't take... The position of the Catholic argument. argument. It is, and it's easy to knock down. You can't take the position that, well, a couple priests raped some little boys, so why don't they support gay marriage? I mean, that's the dumb... uh, No offense, Little Rex, but, well, you know what? I don't give a fuck. If you're offended, suck it. Look, you can't use that as a basis for a moral opposition to it. They believe it's wrong. Molesting children is just as evil in the Bible as it is for gay men and women. Exactly. If you want us to say on the air... That people who molest children should be sent to prison or be, fuck, I don't care, goddamn castrated. I'm in. I'm all for it. I'm in. do it. I don't care if they're a priest. I don't care if they're a gangster. I don't care if they're a politician. I don't care if they're a loving mother. If you molest kids, castration. Fine. I'm fine. I'm in. They're deplorable people. But you can't set that up with a couple bad apples as an argument. They don't. There's no causality there. Again, they don't lead to each other. It's a straw man argument. You're, you're, you're comparing two different things and trying to mold it into one, and that doesn't work. Uh, that, that's a very ignorant statement to make, quite actually. So, uh, and that's my bitch. That's what the whole thing comes down to, is it's not Google's job. It's not their responsibility. They're a business. They're throwing a bone to these people. They're trying to be nice. They don't have to be. They're not going to make any more money off of this by doing it. It's not some good business practice, because eventually, inevitably, someone's going to be pissed off. And that's what happened. The very people they were trying to give a slight nod to and support you know, on the DL, are the ones who end up throwing their hands up the air. We want more. We right. want, you know, outrageous flamboyant support or none at all. And you're a bastard for not giving it to us. Uh, and it comes, again, not to turn the, we should call this, out, but it comes back to the entitlement sense that seems to be very pervasive lately. On the alcohol in, I don't know. He's talking drunk, too. Manly stuff is bitching about New York and has been ever since I said I enjoyed visiting it because okay. apparently he doesn't like to live there. But I, right. I visit New York. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's enough of that. Uh, EVE Online players flip a lid over virtual clothing. Da, da, da. This is from EscapistMagazine.com. Imagine if Oblivion's horse armor had been sold in space for more than the price of a real-life horse. Okay. EVE Online's latest free expansion, Incarna, hit PCs everywhere earlier this week, boasting a slew of new features and improvements for the Space Empire MMO. One other thing it added was the Captain's Quarters, a prelude to long-awaited walking-in stations, featured that would allow players to get out of their spaceships and actually see their Avatar pilots in the proverbial flesh. The Captain's Quarters allowed players to see their characters and customize their appearance, but it was a solitary feature, only you can see your character. Unfortunately, alongside the captain's quarters uh, came something that was the EVE player base up in an uproar. Developer CCP added a, quote, microtransaction shop where players could buy vanity items to kit uh, out their character's appearance. This isn't a bad thing. Almost every MMO does it. But these transactions aren't so micro after all. 
There's an excellent post on Rock Paper Shotgun. <laughs> nice game. Nice. Summing up how the complex economy of EVE Online has been affected by these items. And here's the skinny. An in-game shirt in EVE Online can go for $25 of real-world dollars. That's more than it costs for an actual real-life T-shirt. The real offender, though, is the looking glass ocular implant seen here. And that's what they're showing in the picture. It's essentially a monocle and will set you back $70 to $80 in real life. That's several months' worth of EVE Online subscriptions or a brand new game on its own. These prices will eventually stabilize, of course, but for the moment, EVE players seem perfectly the right to be a bit heated about the issues. While paying $25 for a purely cosmetic in-game item is hardly unheard of, it's worth noting that nobody else but the player can see these items. Yet. There's no virtual prestige in it, rendering it a sci-fi equivalent of Oblivion's widely mocked horse armor for 14 times the price. Update. Things are rapidly going downhill for CCP. A leaked internal bulletin titled Greed is Good. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> uh, isn't that from Wall Street? Yeah. The color, or not the, not the color of money, the, the first original. one. Yeah. Indicates that the developer will be extending its microtransactions to less than cosmetic items like spaceships and weaponry, things which could provide a tangible in-game advantage. An apology from EVE community manager Pan indicated that CCP was aware of the outrage, but doesn't seem to have calmed players any. Wow. What a kick to the gonads. Uh, I See, the thing in Oblivion was you could buy like a, a, a different looking horse or oh, yeah. armor for a horse for right. a dollar of content. But it was a single player game. Right. No one saw it but you. Right. What the fuck? We were talking about this last night on a Ventrilo because I was on my high horse and I was ranting about something. <laughs> um, 80 bucks for a monocle? Here's, okay, Shit. look, I, I get it. I get why some people might be mad about it. But again, don't buy it yeah, then. Yeah, let the market set it. If nobody buys it for 80 bucks, look, you can buy a hat for 2 or 3 bucks in, in Team Fortress, and I thought that was bad. Right. 80 bucks for a goddamn monocle. If no one buys it, what's going to happen, Vario? They'll drop the price. the price. It's beautiful the way that works. I mean, look, now if at the end of the article it said, you know, they were talking about maybe more, you know, spaceships and weapons and That's, stuff. That's then yeah. We're we're to that level where we were talking earlier. That's that threshold where I start to have a problem. Because now you're altering the game experience for not just yourself but other right. people because of how much money you're willing to spend. Yeah, because then it becomes not a matter of skill or time spent in game, but you can buy your way to wins. And I have a problem with that because games are supposed to be about skill. Yeah. They're supposed to be about the experience. They're supposed to be about the journey you take, I not to get way sappy, but the journey you take from beginning to to end. Yes. That's that's what a game is. If you can buy your way to the end, what the hell was the point? And that's so, what's happening. Exactly. I mean, this is no different than you can buy, you know, a but flying But this stuff's all in... still cosmetic. This stuff's all right still now. cosmetic. Right, right. So I, I wonder who leaked that internal memo, though. Oh, oh yeah. man. That's gonna that's fuel to the fire. But all, all I'm saying is... I would be up in arms, too. I would be beyond pissed if I was an EVE player. But See, you know what? This has been coming for a while. I've played this EVE. Not I wouldn't be. I enjoyed it. I, I don't care about this. Okay. To be perfectly honest, because again, you don't have to buy it. If yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's only not person, forcing you to. The only person that sees it, it said right in the article, the only person that sees it is it's me. You. So, so far. If you're idiotic enough to spend $25 on a t shirt for your avatar that no one will ever see but you, if that's how you want to spend your money, have fun. I'll order a pizza. Something you I, you know, pizzas. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, not to derail, but I just, for this, I, I get 
I sort of get why people are mad, but at the same time, I can't work up enough. See, the problem is it's finally giving a feature that they've wanted for a long time, which is the ability to walk around with your avatar to explore the stations, see what your character looks like. They're finally allowing this to happen, but now they're putting the cabinet, but you're going to pay a shitload of money for it. Okay, uh, I would counter with, no, they're not, because all they're letting you do is go into the captain's quarters where no one can see you. These people still have got, not gotten the feature they wanted where they can get out of their but ships and coming. interact with other people, and that's fine. And when that happens, if their prices are still high, all right, maybe. But right, right now, who the hell is going to... Because people have probably bought this stupid ocular thing for $80, and it's just them. They're the only ones looking at it. Right. Was that really worth $80 The problem is you? now, if you, it, when they eventually put that feature in where you walk around, those people get ridiculed. Oh, you God, look yes. at this nerd. All right, hang on. Xana says they are literally rioting, and they're blockading and damaging the in-game economy deliberately. Xana, can you give me an article about this? Because this I want to see. Actually, so do I, because EVE Online's economy is supposed to be very realistic. Oh, hang on. I think he actually Compared did, like, to anything else. I think he did link it to us. I'm sorry. Hang on. Because we had a riot. You know, I've been in game riots like the one that uh, happened in Ultima Online, where everybody got naked and went to uh, Lord British's uh, castle to crash the Lake Superior server because the lag was so bad, and they refused to fix it. All right, here it is. Furious over microtransactions, EVE Online community explodes with rioting. This is from Kotaku. Uh, it's from the UK, Kotaku.com. I don't pretend to understand the culture of the EVE Online, but when a fiasco gets a downfall meme video, that's the kind of visual... Oh, I have to take a look at that. Did I give you downfall, by the way? No. Or I gave it to Adam then. Okay. That's the kind of visual uh, Esperanto for, quote, this shit is officially fucked, unquote. <laughs> Our tips box has been exploded with reports that EVE's culture is on the verge of collapse over publisher CCP's decision to sell microtransaction items at mi macrotransaction prices with, quote, literal writing picture taking place in the game. EVE uh, prides itself on being more than a game when pirate raids destroy actual real-world goods, which we cover that story. Right. And virtual bank heists pay off in actual currency. It's a legitimate claim. Now comes word that thousands of EVE players are demonstrating in the game's two main trading hubs, angered by CCP's opening of a vanity item marketplace whose prices are and whose uh, merchandise is truly insane. Quote, at the time, uh, at the main trading hubs of Jita and Amar, people in their thousands, seriously thousands, are firing upon a memorial statue in rage, lo uh, locking down the trade hubs and crippling the in-game economy, writes one Eve playing Kotaku reader who supplied the picture above. I can't help looking at this like a virtual, uh, like a virtual geek version of the Arab Spring of late. Sounds a bit extreme, but to many, the sale of $68 monocles, however ridiculous, portends a play-to-win model in which virtual items with real in-game applications are put up for sale. As with any community riot, there are allegations of bannings, forum censorship, human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Uh, I'm sorry. One second. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. You know, I wish I had that queued up. I wish nice. I had seen that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, there, this probably is to be expected when a CCP internal newsletter uh, debating microtransactions entitled Greed is Good is leaked to the public. CCP is definitely upset over this, telling the community it was an internal document sent for purposes of debate and lamenting that so much hatred has been directed at those whose names are on it. Quote, seriously, these people are doing their jobs and do not deserve the hate and shitstorm being pointed at them. <laughs> Bullshit! What a crock of crap! These people are talking about milking their community for every penny they've got. They're being vilified by their customers, and they don't deserve it? 
kiss my hairy Irish ass? Absolutely they deserve it. They put their names to it. They're saying it's a good thing. Then, yes, I hope they are getting vilified on their forums. Like so many things in capitalism, this comes down to growth versus sustainability. Now I got to do it. <laughs> Abe's community, so dedicated, uh, it has a frigging parliament that meets in Iceland. Has really? Yeah, no, I, I played Eve. They, there's an actual like council. I kind of wish I'd gotten on this on the ground floor because I just don't want to play it now since the game's been out forever. But has invested millions of hours of time to making it more than a game and also a virtual environment with its own government, economy, and justice. Eve's maker is, like all video game publishers, a for profit business, and it doesn't matter who it is or how much goodwill they have. That means one thing and one thing only make more money this year than last year. It's disillusioning for Eve players to discover that. It's painful for CCP to have it laid bare, but at least both sides understand each other perfectly now. Look, I'm not saying a company shouldn't make everything they can, okay? But when you start trying to bleed your customers dry in a shitty economy with tons of games out there that you know are every bit as good, if not better, in a lot of regards, it's a chock-full market of competitors. This is a dumbass move. They release an internal memo and then start you know, castigating their people that read it, their customer base, for putting too much stock into it. All oh, these people don't deserve it. Fuck that. They can go for every penny they want. That is their right. But when their customer base, one and all, are pissed beyond belief, then they have overstepped their bounds. They've gone too far. And that's a hell of a lot of brass balls to go out there and start saying, well, these people don't deserve that kind of shitstorm. The fuck they don't. That is what they should have expected when it happened. Let's go ahead. To an extent, I agree. Uh, but going back to the earlier, look... This is egregious. I definitely think it's egregious. I mean, it's way too far, especially when a, a memo titled Greed is Good, whether it was ironically titled based on Wall Street, because it kind of seems like something that would be, Could or be. whether it wasn't, it doesn't matter. It came out, you have to expect the shitstorm. Yep. You do. Yep. Now, I, I am morally certain that most of the players that are pissed are taking exactly the same position you just are. $70 monocles, it's outrageous. And I agree with that. It's an outrageous price. But, as I've said before, there's a threshold for me to get mad. When they come out with new weapons and new ships that I have to pay real dollars for that directly affect my gameplay experience, then expect me to join the ride. And watch, because people, and, and if that happens, oh, if yeah. they do that, then absolutely it's going to get worse. And then they fucking deserve it. Okay. They deserve every fucking second of it. If they start making it, as you said, as it said in the article, a pay-to-play game, a pay-to-win game, and that's I get pay-to-play, yeah. but pay-to-win, where you have to buy something, you have to spend $200 to even be competitive in the world, above and beyond the game itself, then you will find me with all the outrage in the world right there next to you. Right now, this is vanity stuff. It's cosmetic stuff. Should they have expected a bad reaction? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm not surprised people are reacting the way they are. And that's my biggest complaint. I just then don't they come care. out and they're saying, well, you shouldn't be giving them a hard oh, time. Oh, well, yeah, you that's should, stupid. They're doing their that's job. No, that's bullshit. Yeah, I agree with you that. You don't tell your customer base who are already pissed off to begin with because of what they're doing. You know what? And there's a significant difference between trying to, you know, being a capitalistic uh, company trying to make money when you know that, I mean, the most expensive item I've seen on World of Warcraft it's been twenty five bucks, and it's an in game mount that gets you from point A to point B. Right. There are this every is other cosmetic. Mount in the game will do the same thing, and this is purely cosmetic. Right. That's twenty five bucks, eighty bucks from my uncle that only you can see. Right. That is outrageous, and I hope not a person buys it. Not a person buys it. Mosky Bear eventually apparently is just now joined us. He's getting kind of Eve online. Eve Mosky. online. 
And Calgore, yes. Yeah. Eve is pretty cool. Fuck all the respective couches. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Eve is a great game. I, I very much enjoyed it while I was playing. It was the same thing as World of Warcraft. I just kind of drifted from gaming in general for a while before right. I got back. Um, it's a great game, and it like it said in the article, it is one of the most involved player bases that I have ever encountered. Or I, I should rephrase that. It is the most involved player base I have ever encountered. I mean, economists, real ones have written articles and papers and theses and all sorts of stuff about Eve's in-game economy mm-hmm. because it's supposed to be so amazingly accurate and true to life. And they work very hard to keep it this way. The problem is, when you come out with stuff that costs this much money in real life and doesn't do anything and it's just for the players, I can see why those people would be pissed. It's asking for it. It is. It really is. Now, again, for me, I'm not going to get outraged until it drastically changes the game mechanics because I wouldn't have bought that stuff, whether it's $5 or $80. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to spend that money, so I'm not mad. Uh, But I can see why other people would be. When you come out and you offer an $80 monocle that only one, or $68 monocle that you're the only person that sees, that's a giant slap in the face. So I get why they're mad. And then, like M said and freaked out on, when the greed is good memo comes out, Oh, yeah, those people deserve it. Yeah. Don't tell me they don't deserve it. Like you said, um, they signed their names to it. They wrote it. They deserve the outcry. Own it. Now stand behind Exactly. It. You're the one who's going to write it. Now get up there and say, yeah, I wrote it. That's my belief, and I'm sticking to it. Not, don't make fun of us. Don't yell at us. We don't deserve it. Fuck that. Exactly. All right. Now, folks, it's at 9 o'clock. Unfortunately, we ran out of time for this or that. Uh, oh. we gotta, unfortunately, we got to hurry this up. It's at 9 o'clock. So I got to break down the entire set, and I got to find out what Baron's address is so I can send him that uh, gift. Anyways, folks, uh, so far, what have we learned today? I learned that microtransactions and macro are apparently on the rise in the wave of the future. I learned that people are rioting in Eve Online. I'm always up for a good riot. Riots are always fun, especially when nothing actually gets broken. But you can still have oh, the vandalism. It's not like they're breaking the game. Well, if it, they trash the economy, if the economy is such an integral part of the game, and they destroy it, well, that's a valid point. But my car isn't in danger, so we're okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, you we saw those it. Vancouver riots. We they, do, yeah. Turn over the spaceship, land right, on fire. Ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's not much they can do. To, I'll just turn it off. All right. Um, let's see. What else did we? Learn? I learned Google pissed off the pride or the gay community because they didn't do enough in their eyes. I learned it's better to do nothing than just a little bit. Apparently, because then you'll get right. killed at for it. Uh, I learned apparently we are doing a show next Sunday despite the uh, holiday. I, I learned you're eat. making me burgers. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I learned you're bringing your own beer. Done. <laughs> Definitely a deal there. Uh, what else we learned today? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, I learned that microtransactions that give you an advantage in game are bad news. I finally got to hear a meltdown in person. That was a full blown one. Those no, it was it, it was, was close, close, but it, I've heard the real, the full blown ones. But <laughs> it gets loud in here, doesn't it? It does. But you know, <laughs> it was fun to be here for that, so I enjoyed that. Um, let's see, what else do we got? Spent a lot of time on the uh, microtransactions. We did, yes. We also spent a long, a lot of time on the Google deal. Yes, that too. We uh, kind of ranted for a while on uh, both of those. Well, they, you know, it was a lot of time. Oh, they definitely deserved it. I'm just saying. I learned that the World of Warcraft crew uh, did a solid by running me through a couple of things this past weekend. Got a lot of uh, items I needed. I learned that uh, when I do finally get back online, it'll be nice to see all the changes and have a good crew to run with. And we'll be there, at least. I know I will be. I just picked up Cataclysm uh, a couple days ago, so... Oh, nice. I didn't know you had. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want to thank none left, our IRC bitch and show contributor for running the IRC and running everything down. I saw Barry in there helping out a little bit. Uh, I want to thank all the writers on the Emperor's Court uh, newsletter, the Word of the Court, or the Events of the Court, sorry, the Word of the Emperor is my <laughs> show. Um, so uh, that would be uh, Martyrdom and Digit and yourself, Highlander, when you guys right, uh, Barry, uh, whom else am I missing here? You got Martyr? I got Martyrdom, Digit, none left, Barry, myself, you, Highlander. Uh, Mecca threw an article in there. That's most of them. So, although they didn't it? all get me articles this week. Yeah, I know. Fix it. I was disappointed in that. I want to thank Gnome Wise for putting up the archives for us. When I get that up there, he posted for us. Thank you to Gnome Wise. Uh, let's see. I think that's it for the uh, thank yous. I want to thank uh, Otter Sponsor, Audio, Audio, Audible Audiobooks. Check them out. Let's see. What else? Uh, don't forget our website, Clan Imperial Guards website, the home of the guard, clan1g.net. If you are interested in joining us in World of Warcraft, I highly recommend it. We are on Coil Fang, that's the U.S. server. Join us. We are a horde side, always looking for players. We're up to 60-some strong, so it's going very well. I highly encourage more. I'm hoping to do a live stream uh, video cast of our PvP raid next weekend if we get it off the ground, or next week, depending on what time. So look for that. Check station, uh, station for details. Sign up for the newsletter. Go to vtwproductions.com. It's on the front page. If not, go to the show tab. Go to Emperor's Court. It'll be on the right side. You can't miss it. Great Sign weekly original content, guys. Sign up. I had some really good articles, if I do say so myself. I like Digit's interviews, too. She I did real well. Yeah, her last article was yeah. very, very good. Uh, let's see. I actually think that covers it. Awesome. Well, let's get you to bed, huh? Yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> It's bedtime. Patch day is Tuesday. Have from the Firelands. I'm not going to be there for a long time. Anyways, folks, bad manners the better than no manners at all. Hoorah! So long, everybody. <laughs>